Yo, what's going on, Internet? The Black Kai here, a.k.a. TBH and the Beyonce. I'd like to welcome you guys back to the Gaming Illuminati podcast. We are the Enlightened Gamers, and this is the big episode 100. Now, before we get into the show, just, you know, my co-host, the first of which he has tons of soda cans and fast food bags on his desktop. You might hear him knock them over sometime during this recording. Etho, say what up to the people. Oh, shit. What's, what's up, everybody? <laughs> I do have I got to clean up my desk. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? Let's get to talking about games and getting mad true 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 and my second co-host is becoming more fatherly by the day you can catch him wearing his girl dad hat over on twitch utx jg the don say what up to the people what's good what's good what's good episode 100 uh surprise we're not doing anything special we're just talking about games like you always do but shout out to y'all <laughs> shout out to y'all for uh for coming through and supporting us like always I, I, asking us if we do anything special like COVID nineteen isn't going on in the world and shit. Like what you want us to do? Just infect each other. People got kids, right? Anyways, uh, our guest for today, he goes by True Fernie. He's a Patreon backer. You might have seen him in the Twitch chat. He's a regular. Say what up to the people. Feel free to shout out your social medias, whatever you want. Hey y'all, my name's Fernando. Um, I go by True Fernie online. I am a full time creative director, and I'm also a content creator on YouTube. Do uh, a lot of video essays on video game design, music, and stuff. Uh, but I really want to take this time to congratulate y'all for 100 episodes. It's not an easy thing to do. Y'all do amazing work, and I just want to say that I'm I'm grateful to be part of this episode. Hey, what do you uh, just out of curiosity? What are you a creative director of? Uh, I'm a creative director for an events company, so I manage all the creative side of what it takes to create events. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Alright, um, and if you want to appear on the next episode, be sure to back us on Patreon at patreon.com slash GI updates. Also, be sure to take the show on the go. The podcast is available on Spotify, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, and all of the major podcast outlets. We got the GI app available on iOS and Android. It's free. Just search Illuminati on your respective app store. Keep in mind, we spell Illuminati with the word as in naughty or nice. Also, I got to mention, we got merch available. If you missed the last episode, uh, it's on Designed by Humans. Just search uh, Gaming Illuminati. It'll be the first thing to come up. It's designed by humans. Is it .com, JG? Uh, yep. Yeah, designedbyhumans.com and search Gaming Illuminati. It's the first thing to come up if you want to catch some GI merch. Um, free games for the month of July on the PS4. You get Rise of the Tomb Raider, 20-year uh, celebration, NBA 2K20, and Erica. I have no clue what that is. On Xbox, you get uh, World Racing 8, World Rally Championship, Dunk Lords, Saints Row 2, and Juju. Epic Game Store, you get Hugh, Killing Floor 2, Lifeless Planet, and The Escapist 2, and then on Twitch Prime, I don't even know why I put this on there, but there's like a million different games. Just just look on your damn Twitch account. You get like 20 different games this month for Twitch Prime. Um, and without all the freebies, with the freebies out of the way, starting conversations, we're going to get into The Last of Us 2. I know a lot of people wanted to hear us talk about this one since the last podcast, because Ethos just swore. It was just some crazy stuff he saw on the leaks. At this moment, I, I believe I'm the only one that actually finished the game because I actually beat my games, contrary to popular belief. Um, so this is going to be more of just a first impressions, although I guess we can give different perspectives because we're all at different points in the game. I think Ethos is more towards the beginning and Jay's in the middle. I beat it. And then, um, Fernie, you said you just kind of been watching it on Twitch. So it's going to be like a bunch of different perspectives. I'm going to get you the floor on this one, Jay, as someone who's in the middle of the game. How are you feeling about The Last of Us 2? Yeah, so uh, I just want to say, you know, for our full review, because I'm I feel like I'm close now. I'm hoping that I'm close, but uh, we're going to do a full like GI review. We're bringing um, them back on, on this game. Yeah, we're bringing them back. So we're going to do it for Last of Us 2. So if you want like the full like spoiler uh, filled review, just wait on that. But this isn't that place for that. OK, so um, 
I have no idea. And again, this is for me, just not seeing the ending yet. But for at least like the first controversial moments, because we saw that pretty early in the game. I don't know why everybody was so upset. I feel like people have such a like an attachment to certain characters, whether it's on the video game movies and stuff. And and granted, like, you know, when you see somebody, you know, do something end up, you know, going away for whatever reason. Like, I, I understand. Like, you may feel some type of way, but to just say that the game is dog shit before the game even comes out because you saw leaks that, you know, ended up being true. Um, I feel like that that's whack. Like, I think me and UTBH, we had the same reaction when we saw the first moment. Again, this isn't, you know, this isn't going to be the spoiler thing, but we saw the first moment. We were like, like, this is why everybody was upset. Like, I was literally just talking to my chat and I'm like, this is it. Like, I, I had no feelings about it. Like, yeah, it sucked. But as you go further on through the story, which again, I'm not at the end yet, but it kind of really like just makes sense why, you know, why that happened. So I'm just like, yo, like y'all are really just shitting on the game. Y'all like review bombed it and everything just because like for mainly this one event that happened pretty early on in the game. I don't understand this mentality. I, it, it, I've always like felt like you just needed to stop. Um, and so that that's like one of the first thing I was just like, why? Like, I, I just have no clue why everybody just got so upset like that. But just talking about the game in itself the game doesn't feel like it's the second part and and i feel like uh again i was talking to my chat about this like it really just felt like the last of us 1.5 uh yes there were like certain elements like being able to jump hooray and being able to swim and uh and, and, you know you know new weapons or whatever and like the combat is slightly you know uh changed but at the end of the day it, it really is like just more of the same which it, it isn't a bad thing but I remember when they were, you know, initially doing like the uh, the last reveal before the game actually came out. And I'm like, oh, like this stuff is cool. Um, but like I, I kind of did uh, once I ended up playing it, I could understand why like some people were like, this is, you know, this is pretty mid. And uh, and you know, like after playing, it, I was like, all right, like I can I can kind of see that sentiment, um, especially early on in the game, like before you actually get upgrades and stuff. Because I feel like that kind of made things a little bit better. Uh, but in the beginning, like it did have a lot of frustrating moments. Uh, but overall, it, it did really just feel like more of the same, just a different environment, uh, you know, a couple of different variants of uh, of infected. And then you have, you know, two new factions that you haven't fought before uh, with the scars being, I would say, in my opinion, that's, that's probably one of the most uh, like the scariest ones. I'm not really scared of the wolves as much as I'm uh, afraid of the scars when I first saw them or the Seraphites. Um, so that was it. Uh, I feel like the story from when i'm playing and again i hope that i'm getting really close to being done i feel like it was dragged on a lot um now this could be due to naughty dog kind of wanting to prevent anyone from having any theories about what might have happened in this certain event you know years ago or months ago but all throughout the game we're like going to the present and then we're going four years earlier and then we're going to the present and then we're going four months back and then we're going to the present and then we're going two days back like i just feel like they did that a little bit too much and again when i talk about you know they may have done that on purpose because they don't want you to you know just be wondering what happened before this certain moment but it kind of got old you know it was cool the first couple of times but i feel like they did that a little bit too much 
to try to just pad on the story like that that's really what i'm kind of getting to here i'm kind of just tired of like these 25 30 hour and more single player stories i would rather something be like 8 to 20 hours i feel like that's a sweet spot anything over that i just kind of feel like you're you're just filling it on and you're just dragging it at that point so that was one negative um that i have as far as the story um, and then the, in the gameplay, it's just pretty much like more of the same, just a couple of new things that, you know, Ellie and then Abby, who you end up playing with um, in the beginning and then later on going through her whole story as well. Um, it, that's really like one of the one of the only changes that I have um, but as far as like my my critique on The Last of Us 2 versus the first one. So, again, it's just a lot of people really just hated the story just because like when they saw their first event they were like nah like i'm i'm just not having anymore and and f abby like everybody was just like oh i don't like her no more i don't like abby um but once you end up playing playing with her like again you could kind of understand like why she ended up doing what she did uh, was it right i mean if you you know really had an attachment to said character then sure but uh a lot of people just you know just took that and just ran with it without like knowing the rest of the story you just saw the leaks and you just like oh, okay well that's it like i like forget this game i don't want to play it have naughty dog i'm just going to review bomb you and before i even get a chance to play it uh but this game is all over the place I, I would say like either you really hate it or you really like it i feel like there's really no in between with a lot of people that i've been speaking to a lot of people are like nah this game is super mid i i don't like it at all and then there are people like i don't know what you're talking about like a9 a9 swears up and down that he just like it's the greatest game ever and i've seen a, a couple other people say that too like they just absolutely love it they, they love every and I aspect don't play games this is true but but again he can't wait to talk about it so like i said it's, it's kind of really like no in the middle with this game and it is very telling though because i wouldn't expect it to be like that like everybody love um for the most part the last of us um even if you just like the multiplayer like i feel like a lot of people just revered this game and they were looking forward to the second one and then when those leaks came out you know you saw one thing or a couple things going on with the story from the leaks they were just like nah like i'm, I'm not fucking with it no more so it just it's just really crazy how it ended up and you know different people's opinions but for my opinion not finishing the game yet but hopefully getting close I don't see what the fuss is about. I don't understand why everybody's upset, but also I have my own, you know, critiques on the gameplay itself not really being super innovative and then the story just dragging on. It's like my my only like real negatives to this point. But as far as like just the overall story itself and again like, you know, the controversial moments, I don't see what the big deal is. I'm not going to shit on the game because of that. You know, it's funny as, as like as I've gotten older, I've started to get more like into like psychology and I've learned that like most people have an emotional based personality majority of the world and like i think just from like knowing you from all these years i think you have a more logical based personality jay and i, I i'm the same way and like you i feel like correct uh, yeah, yes i'm super yeah logical i feel like people I who have a more logical understanding of the world they will not have the same reaction to and it's one of those things i'm glad i played the game for myself because like if you react the way that you did based off with the things that jg's talking about like the controversial moments it's just a knee-jerk emotional response but if you actually sit back and understand why some of those things happen it's completely understandable and it's like it sucks but it's completely understand and i wish i could go more into detail we'll get into it into the review or whatever but like for me i'm like wow like that's what y'all was mad at in my opinion people should be upset that we waited seven years for this shit i'm sorry but i almost put this in the same bracket as kingdom hearts 3 we waited people forget the last of us two the last of us came out on the ps3 
Uh, that was two generations ago. We are about to go into the PS5. We waited seven going on eight years for this game. And what did we get? Almost the same exact game as the first one. But the difference is the pacing is way worse compared to the first one. And there's just a lot of uh, fat and filler in this game. Um, so it didn't even feel like a sequel. It didn't even feel like The Last of Us 1.5 to me. It felt like The Last of Us 1.2. Um, what was new in the game? Like, ooh, they got tall elephant grass that you can crawl in. That was cool. And you could jump, but she could barely jump. So I don't even know if you can count the jump. Um, I, I don't know what was new. It was like, it was the city. I was just playing it for the story. So I think the, the pacing was, was awful in this. Um, like the, the, the people shouting about the SJW. I didn't care about none of that. Shit. I didn't care. Ellie was gay. I didn't care about none of that shit. Um, people hate Abby, uh, which I can go into detail, but it's crazy. Like the Abby parts. I actually enjoyed Abby's part more than Ellie's part is, is the crazy part. Um, that, that first third of the game where you play as Ellie is woo. I almost uninstalled the game. I didn't make it. I almost didn't make it through. I'm not going to lie. Like, um, it, it, it's boring, bro. And I thought I was being an asshole, but then I put up on Ethos stream and this man, like he was about to die too. I was like, yo, what is this sentimental bullshit? Like in the first game, at least like a lot of the sentimental shit was told through the gameplay and them walking and talking and going to different areas. But it's a lot of just big, empty, open world, me getting lost, not knowing where to go. And it's like, sure, I could have turned on the little cheat mode they told me where it could tell me where I'm supposed to go. But it's like, no, this is the default settings. This is what the this is what the game developers wanted me to play it as. This is how I'm going to play it. I'm not going to play on easy mode. That shit was boring. It was a big open world. But once Abby came along and she had the big bazooka guns and the big biceps and shit, you know, things started to turn up a little bit. And it felt more like the last of the last of us one where it was like there was a better pacing of action as well as storytelling. But that first third of the story was woo. Besides that one moment, I, I almost didn't make it. Um, I will say, as someone who beat the game, uh, I think your I think your opinion will change once you get to the end, Jay. Because I'm not gonna lie, I felt the same way when I was like halfway, three fourths through the game. I was like, yeah, this game isn't that innovative. Uh, but I was like, I'm still leaning towards giving it like a seven. But once I beat the game and I saw the ending, I was like, this shit is a five. I was like, nah, dog. Yeah, everybody hates the ending, apparently. Ending like really is what like people who are in the middle, I've seen like even Chaos was like that. Like I watched Chaos play it and I've seen the ending through Chaos and you could see him deteriorate. Like the further you get to the end of the game, you're like, what the hell did I just watch? So yeah a game that prides itself on being so fucking deep and introspective and emotional gave a very um lackluster ending i'm just gonna leave it at that uh but you on the outside looking in how how, how you feeling about it true fernie i think it was completely the the whole scandal behind it uh with the leaks i think it was completely blown out of the water i i mean did it ruin the gameplay at all did it ruin a lot of the story Eh, i mean that's debatable um but i mean it's to, to me i wasn't a big fan of the original of the first last of us um but i can see what jg and uh you um tvh have been saying that it just feels like a, well, the last of us part 1.2 it doesn't feel like they really changed a lot uh, or they didn't add a lot for it to for it to have been seven years in the making it just it just doesn't feel worth it yeah like when i think of like great sequels i think of like the jump from assassin's creed one to two there was so much that changed in it and it's like they did that in the span of like two or three years and it's like you mean to tell me you had seven years and you regurgitated the same exact game but actually yeah. worse because the pacing is really slow i don't know man 
like yeah. I, I don't I don't and then it doesn't help that all these all these like websites were giving it a 10 nines and tens and like people are entitled to their opinions but like I don't know them them opinions look a little spooky I don't know man and then there's the news that uh came out that I guess like Sony or like Naughty Dog didn't like the fact that one website gave it a negative review and they were like take that shit down or something mm. yeah. I was like, like mm. yeah. how you feeling about the game though you thought so far um so I don't know this is this is the first time I've played a game where I'm just like I I'm playing it and I don't care like I don't have any hot take for this game I don't really feel like I have any like feeling towards it I, I feel like I'm kind of in JG's box so it's very logical for me to play the game but like I just don't I don't have a connection with this game I, I just don't I don't feel anything when I play it um, I don't feel any sort of like engagement with the game. I don't find the story that engaging. Like I, I like I care what happens next. Um, like kind of what you said too. The gameplay did, didn't really like innovate as much as I hoped it would have for like a game that's been in development for seven years. And just adding tall grass and stuff that's basically been in games like Far Cry for years doesn't make the game, in my opinion, that much cooler. Um, it, it just makes it like I've done this. Like I felt like it was deja vu. I felt like I was playing a game that I played in 2014. Um, and I just can't, I just can't wrap my head around like how they spent seven years and where I do see the seven years is like the technical achievements of this game are incredible. Like I've seen a lot of the devs. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Uh, the animations are amazing. The, the, the capture, the, the, um, like the whole uh, technical side of this game is a masterpiece. I will give it that. It is one of the most, uh, beautiful and detailed games that I've seen for a single player game, uh, for a Sony game at that, like since like God of War. Um, so I got to give hats off to Night Dog for that. Um, granted, it cost them like hella crunch and like a lot of their employees. So I don't know if it was worth it for them when I feel like they spent so much time on the technical side that they left a lot of things lacking when it comes to like the story, when it comes to the pacing. I do agree with the pacing with UTBH and just they the best way to describe it is like they opened the world up, which is cool. So they made it more open ended, but like they did it. They failed at making it like how Tomb Raider, like Tomb Raider, I think is like the best example of Rise of the Tomb Raider is the perfect example of doing it right. Where you turn your game from being straight up like a linear point A to point B, and now you make it where it's like there's these open areas where you have more like um, area to like more uh, agency to breathe and like pick your own path and stuff like that. But you're still going in a linear type pattern. This game, I felt like it couldn't figure out if it was trying to be open world or if it was going to get to, or if, it, or if it was trying to do like the Tomb Raider thing. Because in the beginning, um, like chaos was telling me that like the first eight hours of it, you're going to like it. Like it's good. It starts off good or something like that. And then like when you hit in the middle, then things start to like, start to feel like it's just wasting time. And then when you get to the end, you're just going to be like, just, um, tired by that point. But like, for me, it was just two hours in, like when we got to Seattle, I was kind of like UTBH. I was just like bored out of my mind. I was like, so where am I supposed to go? And I'm like, okay, I'll use this map. I'm walking around this like dead open world. There's like nobody here. Um, I'm just going from point A to point B to trigger these sort of events. And it's just boring. It's just like, I don't have any engagement. The best parts was like um, the scenes where, uh, what is it, like Ellie and uh, Dina were like in the underground area and they were getting chased and stuff like that. I thought that was cool. Uh, but like, there's there, like, there's so much downtime that you have to sludge through to get to those like high octane moments that I feel like were really rampacked in Last of Us 1. That like two just feels like, it just feels emotionless to me. I, I I don't feel like there's any stakes for me. I don't really, I and I've seen the ending and that could be it. Maybe because I saw the leaks. Maybe because I already know what has some happens at the end. And maybe that's why JG doesn't see it yet. But I, I know what happens at the end. I know what happens at the beginning. I just don't know what happens in the middle. Maybe that's what just killed my like connection with the game. And I just don't feel anything when I play it. So 
don't and know. So, I'm weird. It's, it's weird. It's a weird ass game. I feel like right? it's boring because, like, even though I enjoyed the Abby sections, like, one criticism I think is fair. Like, I didn't care about Abby as a character. Like, they just kind of yeah, shoehorn her in. I agree with that. Like, like, I didn't care about any of them. I didn't care I, about I any of them. Her. And you know, the funny I part is, either. I when like, I was streaming it, when I was streaming it, like, the chat was laughing because, like, there was literally moments where like, I was like, I was predicting what was going to happen in the story, and it too, happened. And, it happened. <laughs> and like, yeah, I, and it I was happened. asking, yeah. people were like shocked I was able to do it. And I was like, t I was asking my chat, I was like, yo, I was like, what are they, what are y'all, they teaching y'all in school? Cause I don't know about y'all, but when I was in school in English, they taught us yeah. what, how to write like a fictional story, like what climax is and all, like you can predict most stories. And I'm like, yo, like this shit is not that great. Like what is, how is this a 10 when I'm able to predict yeah, I, what's gonna happen? I hate, how the game, I hate how the game tries to subvert expectation, but they do it in such a predictable manner. The only thing I couldn't predict was the ending bad. and that shit was a disappointment. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like, every, like, I feel like this game does too much like trying to subvert your expectation where it's like, you think something's gonna happen and it does something else. But the thing is, the thing that they decide on doing is worse. Like it's, it's not even better. So you're just like, why would you subvert my expectations for something that just is worse? I I, I don't know. I, Even a lot of people are like, it's weird because um, people either seem to love this game or they seem to hate it. I'm still kind of in the middle. I wouldn't like flat out trash this game, but I would say based off what I played, if anything, it was a disappointment. I, like this wasn't worth a seven year wait. It was a disappointment. I, I would say that. Yeah, and I'm kind of um, I'm kind of in the same boat as. Um, as uh, tr uh for uh fernie here because i like i'm same way too like i i mean i i was notorious notoriously one of the people that just never felt that last of us one was a masterpiece and i never understood why people felt it was like one of the best games ever i kind of was like it's a i was just like okay it's a solid game just you know the story's decent um but like the gameplay is very generic like i i just didn't get it um but i did love the multiplayer and i think that's slightly why i hate this game too um because there's no multiplayer in it and I'm, I'm still mad at naughty dog for scrapping it uh or putting it on hold um yeah, yeah but, i mean the, the biggest saving grace of the first last of us is its story which you, know, you would imagine that would be the main focus of the last the last of us part two yeah, but you know, uh, i think the last of us two is an example of what happens when business gets intertwined with art like let the artist be the art artist like in my opinion i thought the ending to the last of us one was great it was a very it was a very human um ending it wasn't happy go lucky it was selfish it was it was believable it was believable in my opinion um but then like i guess you know sony and naughty dog saw how much money they made and they was like yo we got to do it again i thought they should have just left that shit alone like it's just like you know sometimes there isn't a happy ending just leave it alone and that's what happens when you try to force something then we waited yeah. seven years and there's been like this crazy backlash or some people love it too do you think, um, do you think it would have got less hate if it came out in let's say like three years ago yeah if it came out earlier i think yeah yeah you wouldn't have been that upset All right. yeah i think so i don't think i think the the longer you wait the the higher the expectations are for things um and it feels like I was playing a game from 2013, which that's the, when the original one came yeah. out. Yeah, that's the main thing I was saying, too, when I was live streaming. I was like, I feel like this game's outdated. <laughs> like, like technically, like, looking at the game, it's beautiful. But, like, playing it, it just feels, I don't know. It just feels like I've played it five times already. Like, yeah. playing other games. It just, yeah. yeah Even, like, in the, in, the, in the open world, when you would find, like, collectibles, like the letters and stuff, like, from what I saw, most of them didn't even matter. There was a couple times where like you would read a letter and then an enemy would like pop out on you uh so like it correlated with the story but most of the stuff it was just random notes just there i'm like why am i reading it it doesn't matter people like read it why 
It doesn't add anything to the fucking story. It doesn't do anything. It's like little side things for world building, but it's like I, I'm, I already like I'm walking around. You want me to tell you? <laughs> oh man, oh man. I'm, <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna say this now. Um, what I'm about to say, please listen to what I'm about to say. I don't need people in the comments taking what I'm about to say out of context and saying I'm stupid. Please understand what I'm about to say. It reminds me a lot of uh, Fallout 76. When Fallout 76 dropped. It was a dead open world. There was like no NPCs and there was just a bunch of notes and audio files that were all on the ground. And the thing was about Fallout was like, like with 76 was like, I just didn't care about the world because like there was nobody living in it that I was like really like on the go communicating with. And I think that's like the biggest thing is that um, in Last of Us 1, like you constantly ran into living people like every act of the game. There was like, yeah. you know, the, the, the black br uh, brother and his his. That's actually brother. a good point. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. There's like all these like living people, these different types of people. There was like uh, the the friend of Joel. Uh, I forgot his name. What are they having to Jesse, the jealous boyfriend, and Dina, who belongs yeah. to the streets? Like uh... yeah, like like yeah, and like in two, they they like um they shove a bunch of brand new characters uh at you that kind of feel like they're just there, but you don't like you don't really feel like Jesse was like I was like okay this guy I think is all right he's cool Dina was just like there and I was just like okay I kind of like Dina but then actually playing with Dina you tend to hate her the way that she plays she just she just irritates me every time I have to play with her because she just does stupid oh stuff. my god the AI is awful yeah it's yeah, awful the AI, oh the AI when I play it like I, I think I played with you I just play deep I just do whatever the that's what I always do for my first playthrough I always play the game whatever like if I hit play and whatever that difficulty that sets the game on for me that the devs have decided is default I'm gonna play like that's what I'm not I'm gonna pick because I have no context of like what the game is yeah people were telling me set Dina to make her more aggressive or whatever like no 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 this is what the developers wanted me to play and also in terms play. of the context context of the story you understand why she was acting the way that she was but it's still annoying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because when you figure out she's pregnant then like okay her ai makes sense about why she's doing all this like crazy stuff and why she's not helping that much and then i noticed it too because my chat did too was when i was playing in the bat the flashback sections joel was very helpful and i don't know just because they gave him a shotgun but like he was night and day different yeah he was helpful in the in the flashbacks he was yeah and, and again i feel like this stuff was done on purpose that like because obviously like dina's weaker than joel and joel has way more experience than dina maybe that's why they did that and maybe it's on purpose or if it's not and it was just a ai like just a programming problem or a mistake i don't know i'm not gonna say which one it is but like i still feel like it's a con like you know it's very irritating to play with dina compared i wish i could have just had joel the entire I, game i feel i feel like we should probably I'm, I'm gonna ask jj if he has anything else to add to this because this man's over here dropping minor spoilers over here he's getting too emotional do you have anything else you want to add before you wrap this one up <laughs> <laughs> no i think we're gonna say that's not even anything spoilery that's yeah I'm a, i mean yeah because nah, i already knew about that jj's uh, far past me he yeah but the viewers the viewers might not know that though. oh i don't care i told them last week they're used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I'm good. Like I said, I think we'll say the uh, you know the the very full detailed discussion for the uh, for the video that we do. So yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. Like I think I think you all hit on the point. So I'm going to wait until I beat the game and then I will revisit this on the video and I'll see if I feel the same. Mm, okay. I will not be part of that review. So because I honestly I do not care about this game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. He's different. Really. He's different um a new game that's came out since the last podcast a new br game from ubisoft called hyperscape um a bunch of people drop down you fight whoever survives wins you know br uh but what makes this different is they reused assets from assassin's creed you know let me stop um <laughs> so it's a, it's a first person shooter it's got a lot of mobility 
um there's a bunch of different weapons and the way you upgrade them is once you find one weapon you find the same weapon and like you fuse them together that's pretty cool um they have different abilities like you can uh jump really high as well you can transform into a defensive ball and jump high you could teleport um you could build a wall a lot of different cool stuff interesting take on the um on the br it's an alpha uh alpha technical right now it's not even a beta i think they're gonna have an open beta later uh, how you feeling about this one ethos I I really like it. Uh, I feel like it's a little rough around the edges. You know, sometimes just like every BR, it's very can get very frustrating. Um, but overall, like out of all the BR games I played, this is the one most in tune of what like I want. I like I like to play for like a BR game. So um, I really like it. It's probably my favorite, um, followed up by like Apex Legends. So uh, yeah. I, I I I really like it. I, I, for full for full transparency's sake, Ubisoft did allow me. Um, I'm like a founder for the game, so Ubisoft did allow me to play the game JG2, play the game a little bit early. So we kind of knew about the game and played it a couple like like a week ago, a week before everyone even knew it existed. Um, so I think like just overall, it was it was very surprising. Me and JG first thought when we saw the presentation that uh, we did, we were kind of like shaky about the game, but then when we actually started playing it, we were like, wow, holy, like this is way different than what we were expecting. So it, it's a pleasant surprise, to say the least. Mm, have you seen the uh, Hyperscape uh, True Friday? I played it. I've been obsessed with the game for like mm, the past few days. Talk about it. <laughs> um, I love it. I think it uh, it definitely differentiates itself from the other Battle Royale games with the abilities. Um, a lot of people hate on the uh, viewer events. I think that's what they're called. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't know that actual viewers decide on that. Like it's based up to like a polling. System. Yeah. So for clarification for the listeners, like um, the sh the streamer that's playing it, they can install an extension into their Twitch stream, and then the viewers in the chat can vote on how they affect the game, similar to the the Darwin effect. Uh, so basically, people can vote to add like anti gravity or unlimited ammo, stuff like that, just to make the, the spice it up for the viewers. But go ahead. Yeah, it's 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 super hectic. I will say at the beginning. Um, but I think once you get familiar with the game, it's it's very fun. Like it's you start to really know uh, know where people are coming from, who's shooting at you. It doesn't feel as hectic after like a couple of hours playing. Mm, what about you, Jay? Yeah, I mean, I'm pleasantly surprised with how how much I do like the game. Uh, Apex will still like be in rotation. That's gonna be my favorite BR, but. I think that hyperscape, at least for uh, for our crew, is probably going to be uh, in rotation for a while. Uh, as far as like just something else that we can play, um, I like like the fast paced abilities of it. Like just the fact that like you know you really got to put your twitch skills to the uh, to the test, more like an arena shooter, uh, just in BR form. Uh, all the abilities are cool. I like all the weapons, but. Uh, I mean, me and Ethos already knew what were going to be the meta weapons, and yeah, everybody's showing out. So, <laughs> um, obviously, there are some weapons and abilities um, or hacks that need nerfs like immediately, and they've been talked about. Like, I'm just looking at the Discord right now, and and a lot of people have been talking about them because you know they're always going to be those people that you know find the cheese and and they're going to exploit it. So, um, I think that's a one of the more frustration uh, frustrating things. Um, just you know what people found in the game, what what's the strongest things, what works and what doesn't, and you know when they end up exploiting it, then you know it, it doesn't end up being the most uh, the most fun experience. But besides that stuff, once they fine tune all of that and uh, and nerf some things that need to be nerfed and switch some things around, I think that it'll it'll end up being a, a better game. But 
Um, uh, I don't know everybody keep talking about like, will will this game last? And again, I don't know. I don't have the answers. Um, but if they can provide a good amount of uh, of, of actual content, whether in the battle pass or otherwise, then I think that they'll have a good shot. Um, especially for it coming out of nowhere, because I had no idea that they were making a BR game until I was approached about it. So I think it's cool. Yeah. I like the uh, the movement in the game. Like it feels like Unreal Tournament or uh, Quake, and that was those are my first PC games that I played way way back in the early two thousands. So I like the fact that it's like a twitch shooter and it moves like that. The verticality of it. Although one thing that I I can criticize though, like the verticality is so key in it. It's like I almost feel like they should be default abilities because there's times where I cannot find the jumping abilities, and when you don't have those, you might as well just lie down because people just be on top of the building just shooting your head and because it's a br it's very frustrating you're not going to always find it because those are the abilities everybody's looking for um but i do like the movement in the game um the guns are cool the only thing i would criticize is sometimes it takes a little too long to kill people i don't know how y'all feel about the time to kill i feel like it's fine i think it's fine i think people just need time to adjust they're so used to playing crackhead like level shooters where at br games where like you immediately get melted the moment someone sees you like Warzone and like uh, Apex has been like, um, I I think that it just takes some adjustment. I think it's good because it does something that no BR game has done before, which is in the early game, guns don't guns can't melt you like really quick until you fuse them and get them leveled up. So it kind of creates a snowballing effect where initially, unless like you get really lucky and you find like a gold one off rip, but you start off the game and everyone has like weaker level guns, so. You feel like even if you don't have a jump ability or something like that, you feel like you can get away from fights off like the beginning. So you don't ever feel like you drop and you immediately just die. And yeah. that happens so many times in other BR games where you drop and they like three teams are with you and they just rush you. Well, I'm not talking about early game. I'm talking about late game because I mean, like, let's not act like we don't get to the end of the, the end of the game and like it's impossible to kill anybody. And then fucking six teams pull up on you and it becomes a clusterfuck and it become it doesn't feel like it's about skill. Like it just becomes a clusterfuck to me. I think I'm talking about more in game is frustrating. Uh, late game. That's yeah, late game that's supposed to happen. Yeah, that's literally every BR. Like every BR is like that at the end of the game because it literally yeah, becomes Apex is not like that. Yes, it is. It is just. There's like that. times where like play. there's times like, where like a Gibraltar alt will drop and it goes fucking crazy. But for the Gibraltar most part, they're they're, they're gunfights. I would argue it's even worse because I mean, just imagine if you still had like a white beater and you were yeah. facing all all red Evo enemies, like you you'll get yeah. melted very quickly. There's a lot of things I think that like a lot of people are like getting mad about hyperscape that are literally like these things happen in every BR game, and I don't think that like trying to like put them completely on hyperspace is is fair i think it's more of there are things that hyperscape does really good that hide the faults of like what br games in general have a problem with um mainly like rng like i don't hear people complaining about rng that much about this compared to like apex like i don't ever have complaints of me dropping somewhere and being like i can't find like any way to defend myself um there's always like a way i don't ever have issues with like getting third partied in inside hyperscape compared to apex because i can always disengage when i need to um the only and another thing that i i swear this is the best thing about this br game and no br game i don't know why they don't do it um there's no longer that mistake where your teammates tell you they're one hit and they lie to you that does not happen in this game anymore because you can tell exactly how much health you can see the health quality of life and i hope every even apex i hope every game adds it we need to have those health bars because i'm receipts. tired of like siggy give me a telling me he's one hit and i shoot him and he has like his armor back up like there's like you, there's so many misplays that happen in br games because you're given false information and off of a, like an idea and you you just don't have that information you jump in and then next thing you know you get killed for it so 
I think like just with the pacing of the game and how much information they give you and a lot of the like extra, like the healing items and the downtime by them removing that and just being like, oh yeah, everything regens. You just keep going from point to point. It just makes the game fat. It just makes it where it's just like, there's no, oh, we're waiting around. I'm trying to find people. I can't find anybody to shoot at. You always can find people to shoot at. You can always move to wherever you want on the map. You can always outplay players. How do you feel about the drop system? It's all good. Um, what do you mean, the like falling? Because because like, uh, like, people drop in quadrants. Like you can't just go to anywhere on the map. Mm. Oh, um, I'm in the middle about it right now. I don't. Yeah, I'm kind of iffy about that. Yeah, I don't like or dislike it. Yeah, I'm like I'm indifferent. Uh, so just to explain so the viewers understand what makes this different when you drop down like everybody drops down in different quadrants there's like five teams that drop in one quadrant there's like another five in another quadrant so basically if you try to go to the other side of the map it's a guarantee that there's going to be a bunch of teams on the ground so it almost kind of forces you to land in certain areas and i don't know how i feel about that um, always like like there's no quiet places yeah there's gonna be no you're not gonna be able to just loot and then go fight like you're kind of forced to uh always fight um and I feel like this is on purpose like i feel like a lot of, a lot of and jg and me both noted this it's like it feels like a lot of the design decisions they made in this game was to make it where it's like you're always like you're running around like octane 24 7 yep. like you're constantly cracked you're always like like hitting the speed like you're there's no downtime in this game there's no like and that was a weird thing because a lot of the other VR games, a lot of streamers like them because there's that downtime period where you can look at your chat and communicate. But in this game, like, you can't. You look away for one second, you look at your chat for, like, one minute, and you can get sniped, you can get hit with an explosive, a team could pull up on you without even realizing it. So I do agree with you, TBH, on, like, I remember we talked about it yesterday, where it was like, I feel like this is kind of going to happen with the same thing happened with Titanfall 2, which is, like, the people who aren't good, the people who can adapt to the game, they're going to drop the game really quick. Like, they're going to get dunked by people who... This is definitely a, this is definitely a high skill game. It's a high skill game. It's the most high skill And that's what's going to kill it, in my opinion. It might kill the game. It might make it words like Titanfall, only a very strong... People, people don't player. like high skill games. They like Overwatch. They like... Uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't have a, it doesn't have a, a, enough for a casual fan base to want to play it. I feel like the only people who play it are like literally the Titanfall fiends, the the uh, arena shooter fiends, like anybody any people who had the history with those games that really love those games and like wish we had a Titanfall three. This is the best we gonna get right now. So like those people are gonna play this game, but I I I, I find it hard to believe um that regular casual players are going to because i'm not gonna lie this is i've been in alphas and betas this this is hands down top five one of the sweatiest betas i've ever been in like i'm yeah. like yo this game is not even out and these niggas is trying to go pro in this shit and it's like we were doing all right we we're able to compete but like i'm sitting here thinking i'm like i don't know if the average person wants to play this uh i'm maybe <laughs> sure because apex hasn't a crossplay but they're gonna have crossplay the moment console version comes out so like this makes me feel that like okay maybe this game will sustain itself because of the crossplay because of all the platforms will be connected and the fact that it's, like, it's gonna be free to play right too yeah it'll be completely yeah free. it'll have a nice boost just from being free to play yeah. i feel yeah. like being free to play and being crossplay like i feel like i would i wouldn't go as far for any i wouldn't say it's fair to say that, oh this game's gonna die i don't feel like this game's gonna die at all I think oh, i'm not, I'm not like, saying that i'm saying if well, it actually, does saying, like, with yeah. other people yeah I i'm saying that like it might go through an apex pattern where like people are going to play it for right now for this first month because you know it's new it's hot and then after that really the people left will be the core audience and then when console players come in that's going to be that new burst of it, that second win and then that's when you'll really be able to figure out like okay is there actually something here that can make it last so mm. yeah. 
I just hope they redo the voice acting for a lot of these characters because they still, got they got my Cuban hermano there talking like I don't know what kind of accent. Power to the people. I didn't even notice. I'm about to pay attention when we play later. I didn't even notice. So he was saying his, the stuff he says in Spanish. Like I was like, I didn't know he was Dominican. It was like, yeah, it's a Dominican guy in the game. And because I, I would keep saying it over and over, again. I was like, follow to the people. And I was like, no. it happens so much. It's so irritating after a point. It's yeah. like, shut up. <laughs> I think also uh, what they do with like the battle pass and like long term like events will determine whether or not uh, this game succeeds too. We don't know what the game plan, the the roadmap is for this game. So I, I got to see more. But like the base game is pretty good though. The biggest thing Ubisoft can do, and Ubisoft, because we know some of y'all, we know y'all watch our podcast. Look, check it out. If you want this game to be fire, please do what we've always said. Make that cinematic universe. Bring skin-wise, bring Rainbow Six Siege characters, bring Ghost Recon, bring my boy Sam Fisher. I'm telling you, you put Sam Fisher in this game as a skin, I'm going to play it. They no, already confirmed they reused Assassin's Creed Unity assets for this game. And like I said, like... Tell. I, we could tell. I, yeah, you could tell. And I'm like, it'd be really dope if this game was an Abstergo simulation. Like, that shit would be fire. They're training Abstergo assassins or whatever. Universe. And, like, don't be afraid to literally do cross collaborations. Like, as much as you can, just like Fortnite. All, every single IP you guys own, even those old ones that, you know, have a very cult fan base, bring them into the game as a skin. If you can make it where they all have the same hitbox, bring them in the game. Bring Sam Fisher in the game. Bring in um, the, the Rainbow Six Siege operators. Bring in. Um, like Jade from um, Beyond Good and Evil, like bring them all in. And I'm telling you, like that will help you like really like bring people back to the game when their favorite characters are introduced in the game. Just don't mm. bring those stupid rabbits. Nobody likes them. Now, <laughs> if you've never heard of Hyperscape and you want to play it, uh, I, I think it's still going to like the seventh, the beta. So you still got a few days. And I mean, this podcast is going to be up today anyway. So um, make sure to come to one of our streams because there's drops enabled. That's how you get access to the game. That's the only way to play it. You have to watch Twitch streams and make sure you have drops enabled. Uh, Ethos and JG have it. I don't, but so go to Ethos or JG stream and uh, you'll be able to get a key if you just just from watching the game. So come through the streams and support. That's all I got to say. Um, last but not least, I got on the on the conversations. I don't think anybody's played this but me. Has anybody played Ninjala? I have. Oh, go ahead, talk about it. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a cute. I mean, I was, I was super hyped about this game um, just because it's free and, you know, it has Nintendo. I believe Nintendo was publishing this game. Um, it's, it's super fun. It's quick little like type VR matches, but it's all, you know, ninja based attacks. Um, my biggest critique of the game is the parrying system. It is full on RNG. It's, it's mm-hmm. basically a, a game of rock, paper, scissors. So it, it gets really frustrating really quick, but you know it's 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 a very casual game to play here and there. Yeah, if I if I give it some positives, like it's free, uh, it yeah. looks nice. The graphics are nice, and also has some some dope character designs. Like you can make a dope looking black character. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, but the actual gameplay, this shit is a button masher, bro. It's a button masher with RNG, like you said. Like the counter system is ass. Like someone attacks you, you press the counter button, and then four arrows show up, and depending on what you pick and they pick. That person wins. I, I didn't like it. I was like, I'm good off this. Um, I, th- I think this game's going to die within like three months. I don't. And then on top of that, they'd be having server issues, too. It was literally trending on Twitter uh, the day it came out because couldn't nobody get on the game. It's like you guys hyped this up and wasn't even ready to play it. And it still has server issues because the few times that I've played it, I've crashed out of games. And I'm like, mm, this is this looks like they just reused the um, was it the uh, Splatoon assets and tried to yeah. turn it into something else. And it, it didn't. It was kind of rushed. 
it's okay to reuse yeah. assets if they have to because i understand people are on budgets but the product itself still feels rushed which that, that's that's crazy because you didn't even have to do make the assets either ethos or jay did y'all play the game nah um, uh data dave was telling me about it and he was telling me i should try to play with him but i i never had the time or energy to want to play it because i looked at i looked at data dave playing it, and i thought it was cool it looked like um splatoon with like kind of like what fernie's like ninjas yeah. yo-yos and stuff? is that the right mm -hmm. one pretty much yeah they got they got yo-yos they got like those little foam swords hammers and, and a hammer yeah. oh okay yeah i mean it looked unique and cool i just I don't know if it was like necessarily like a game I want to play, but I would have given it a shot at least by the time. I just didn't have the time. You just don't want to play it. It's free to play, Ethos. You just don't want to play it. It's oh, okay. it is free? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's free on the Switch. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot even. <laughs> so you're not going to play it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Nintendo takes L's. It's okay. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? It's UTXJT Dodon, one third of the Game of Illuminati podcast. And it's been no secret that we've all been spending a lot more time at home. And to be honest, I don't want it to feel like wasted time where all of my personal goals are thrown out the window. So, what I've decided that I'm going to do for myself is straighten my teeth with candy clear aligners. And you could too. If you're anything like me, unhappy with your smile, self-conscious in photos, I recommend you check out Candid. Beyond delivering clear aligners directly to your door, Candid treatment includes remote monitoring by your orthodontist throughout treatment. That means you can get the same treatment oversight that you get by seeing an orthodontist in person without having to actually see the actual doctor in person, all for a fraction of the cost. And that's especially perfect around these times. Now, unlike braces, candy clear aligners are comfortable, removable, and totally invisible. So you can transform your smile without anyone noticing the thing. Plus, your treatment is prescribed and monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist. Now, unlike other companies, Candid only works for orthodontists, never general dentists. That means your treatment will be designed by an expert in tooth movement. With other remote clear aligner options, you may never hear from another doctor at all as you go through the treatment. But with Candid, not only will your treatment be designed by an experienced orthodontist, but it also includes remote monitoring by that same orthodontist throughout. So you'll never have to wonder how everything is going because your orthodontist got you. They're going to be able to keep an eye on everything from anywhere. Planning ahead for a special event? I did with my wedding, so I was good. With Candid, your average treatment length is only six months, and you'll start seeing results way before then. Get started from the comfort of your own home and keep your life moving forward with the risk-free starter kit. So, are you ready to take the first step towards straighter teeth? For a limited time, you can get started with $75 off by using code GI at candidcode.com slash GI. That's candidcode.com slash GI. Use code GI for $75 off. Candidcode.com slash GI code GI. <laughs> Let's move into the news side <laughs> of things. Uh, the, one of the biggest news stories to hit since the last podcast is gaming platform Mixer shut down. This was owned by Microsoft. It was a competitor. Hey, folks, I'm Kurt Davina. Oh, my We're talking God. about this damn video started playing. It's going to hear you guys going to hear that. You guys are going to hear it, but they're going to hear it in the audio for a split second <laughs> for the article. It started playing. My bad, y'all. Um, Mixer shut down. Uh, it got absorbed by Facebook. Um, they said that they're going to try to match all of the Mixer partners contracts over on Facebook to the best of their abilities. Um, Ninja and Shroud got a big payday. They uh, from my understanding, they tried to double the money. Facebook tried to pay Ninja double the money as well as Shroud, but they didn't want it, so they had to buy them out. 
So like Ninja got away with like 30 million, Shroud got like 10. Um and then and now they're free agents and they could do whatever they want. Um but what's really what was really crazy about this story is apparently like there was no email sent out. The people didn't know months in advance. Apparently, the way the employees and the mixer partners found out is the same way we all found out through Twitter. So they straight violated all their partners. Um, how how you feeling about this, uh, Jay? Man, it's really messed up. Like I wouldn't wish that on upon anybody. You gotta at least warn everybody that you know you're gonna do this at least a week in advance, if anything. Like for the majority of people, minus like maybe a couple of people at the top top of mixer and of course ninja and shroud because they were notified um that it really sucks man it really sucked that you know er, not everybody was in the know so everybody just lost their jobs and everybody was like what the fuck like that was really big like everybody was talking about it on my timeline it was really insane so it sucks but again at the same time like if you've been paying attention to what's been going on with mixer formerly beam then you would know that this was coming we just didn't know that it was going to be all of a sudden just bye especially after the latest thing that was going on which was racism in the workplace at mixer uh because that was a really big thing a lot of people were speculating that this was the reason why which it wasn't um it was really just due to them just losing a shit ton of money because they put all that money into shroud and ninja and a couple of other really big creators that were formerly on twitch that's what i was trying um, to tell people like i because I, I got sprint and sprint and t-mobile's merger just like happened like a couple weeks ago i got a text about it i'm like look how long that took i was like two big companies like that can't merge overnight this deal has been in the works for like at least a year and that's what's fucked up about it and they just just sprung it on people it had nothing to do right. with that racism it was just terrible timing with the racism story yeah yeah it was a terrible timing. so it had nothing to do with it but at that point especially with everything that was going on that was really the straw you know the last straw in the situation so i think that was what prompted them to just you know all of a sudden just say hey we're going and you all can go with facebook bye like like we don't even care um but there was an article like i would say like at the beginning of the of this year or last year that was saying that mixer like um that they ended up having to fire a whole bunch of employees so they had a small team as it was um going into 2020 or at the beginning of 2020 so um so they were already losing money and then again when you risk giving all of that money 30 million dollars to ninja alone to one person and 10 million dollars to shroud alone and then I'm assuming like the other people may have got like a million or, or five hundred thousand or whatever, but it's still a lot of money to be shelling out on like what I would say like four or five really big creators and expecting, you know, a huge ROI return on investment because of that. And with it not happening, only Shrouds fans, only Ninjas fans, only Cathalian fans, those are the only ones who really went over to Mixer. We thought that it was going to, you know, make waves. And, you know, at the time, we, you know, we thought it did. We thought, we thought it was going to do something, but it really didn't. Mixer was still at the very bottom of the totem pole when it came to uh, streaming. It was Twitch. Twitch was always going to be at the top. Then it was YouTube because YouTube already had that foundation. Who doesn't have a uh, YouTube or who doesn't watch YouTube videos? We all do, like at one point or another. So YouTube was already there. They just added a gaming platform. So they were already there. Facebook already had a platform. So they already had all those people. They just added a gaming platform and say, hey, you can stream right here too. So they were actually gaming Steam too, even though they were technically doing the same thing that Mixer was doing. They just weren't dropping up, up, up millions upon millions of dollars. 
um we knew that they were already giving out contracts to um to a, a creators to go over from twitch or whatever else that you were on facebook so they were doing the same thing but again they had that foundation so it was a lot of people that watched their streams too so mixer was totally different because they started from the ground up yes they had microsoft backing them but you know at the end of the day they can try to throw all their money and you know try to flex their e-penis everybody but what ended up happening they ended up still failing on top of you know apparently the uh the toxic workplace that the actual employees were having so it was just a lot it's really a lot to unpack i don't you know i'm not laughing that mixer is gone it really does suck because at the end of the day not only did employees just lose their jobs out of nowhere but all the people that actually you know put all their time and effort into mixer and wanted to become a big platform they had to go as well whatever uh whether you want to go to facebook or whether you want to come back to twitch or just go to twitch period if you started on mixer like it still sucks at the end of the day and now twitch and facebook and youtube like they're the only three besides you know trovo which we'll talk about later but um but like what's gonna happen now we we really don't know like i feel like you know people are looking for for something new but at the end of the day like if you wanted something new like why weren't you watching stuff on mixer like i'm gonna admit i i didn't really watch mixer like i it was just like that i don't know why but i just didn't really find a reason to go on that platform and watch other people um you know compared to me just being on twitch and i did the same thing with youtube and facebook i didn't really just go on there because i'm not on that platform so i mean in terms like i guess i can really blame myself but end of the day for everybody else that wanted something new like why weren't you watching other people i think mixer was missing a character like dr disrespect or something like because like the, the reality of the situation is shroud and ninja like they're just really good at games but they're not interesting personalities and i feel like platforms will always be driven by uh personality driven content um, yeah can anybody in here name like before ninja and shroud went over there can we name like any viral personality on mixer moonlight wolf that's the only, that's the only mixer streamer right there <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's it's pretty crazy, but I you know I I hope that everybody bounced back. It seemed like a lot of people. I was saying like on Twitch because again I don't I don't know about Facebook. I haven't checked over there yet. Uh, for the people that you know get uh did get their automatic partnerships over on Facebook, which Twitch is doing the same thing too. Which I don't I don't know why because they didn't have to, but they did it anyways. But the people who went from Mixer either back to Twitch or, you know, from Mixer to Twitch, period, um, they're actually getting a lot of love, according to uh, a couple of people that we know. We've seen them tweeting about it. So that's cool that um, at least their audience ended up, you know, fully embracing them, moving over to Twitch or moving back to Twitch with them. So that's cool, you know, that some people were able to bounce back and, and uh, you know, end, end up getting a partnership. What's up? Talk about the hot take. What hot when, take? When, yeah, what hot take? <laughs> Uh, is it fair that Mixer partners are immediately getting Twitch partnership while there's a bunch of people waiting in a queue to see their I don't app? think so. No, no. I don't think so. Because again, Twitch need to do that. that, that that's the Facebook's few, problem. The Facebook few people do. on Mixer that were like, because there were Mixer streamers. I've been over there a few are times because I watched Wolf. Fair? You're saying it's not no, fair. It's I, I not would fair. say it should have been a case by case basis. Like, there are a few Mixer streamers that I saw on the platform that were getting like 1,000, 2,000 viewers. Like, I wouldn't have had a problem with them being partnered on Twitch right away. But like, the people who were hovering around the 100 mark, like, nah. Like, cause, cause you gotta keep in mind that like only a fraction of your audience is gonna come over, and if you're averaging a thousand plus, then a few hundred are probably gonna come over, which can justify a partnership. But if you're only averaging a hundred, like from what I've seen, cause I've been watching a handful of these mixer partners, they've only been averaging like twenty, thirty viewers. So like, I yeah, I don't think it's fair for the most part. Okay. Are they still doing whenever you fill out an application? Are they doing like if you already have a following? 
on another platform like YouTube or Instagram or whatever, do you get an automatic partnership still or do you still have have to go through the same process? Because I remember... And I think that's isn't that how you got it because you already had like hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, I was YouTube. always partners since day one. If you had a following, yeah, you could just apply and they would they would like they would let you yeah. in. Yeah, now if they're still doing that, uh no calling this, but if they're still doing that, then that's fine. But you know, if you didn't have that type of following on Mixer or any other platform, then no. I feel like you should go through the same application process that everybody else does. You don't you don't get to get fired from your job and then go to another company and get the same exact position like you got to work your way up their seniority um yeah like it sucks at the end of the day but if you chose your platform yeah yeah if you really were worried about that then you would just go to facebook because that's again that's your new employer so they you know they have an obligation to want you to go on that platform that's why they gave out the automatic partnerships over there uh so yeah it sucks to see what happens but here stay with me because microsoft has a pattern and i talked about this a little bit on my uh solo podcast but um microsoft is one of the most profitable companies in like history but the reality is let's keep it a buck here the own they're only profitable because they own the windows os which is a great piece of software we all use it it's all changed our lives but other than that Microsoft does not have a great track record with with products. I mean, they have they have a pattern of doing something as a reaction. Microsoft is not very proactive and innovative, in my opinion, at least these days. What made Windows successful is it was innovative. It was the only operating system like it on the market. And that's why it stayed number one since. But since then, they really haven't innovated. What did they do when the iPod came out? The Zune. It was just a reaction. It failed. What did they do when they saw the iPhone? Windows phone. Reaction. It failed. What did they do when they see Google uh prospering they made bing who the fuck uses bing what did they do when they saw twitch was prospering they made mixer so it's like they have a pattern of this shit and they also have a pattern of reacting and then when it doesn't work for them they throw it to the wayside and that's why i would have never went to mixer unless i got a check you're welcome that makes sense history repeats itself so yeah hopefully the mixer streamers uh you know get back on their feet you know there's that terrible facebook ui oh yeah Uh, but uh you know you think you think they'll trash bing eventually or they're gonna keep it no they're probably gonna keep it just because it's there like at at this point it's just attached to microsoft edge Mm. and that's the only reason why like you would you would use it because you don't know any better what's the name uh since since like mixer crashed or whatever uh, a new website literally sprung up out of nowhere called trovo it's a live streaming website uh they say that they have <laughs> they have a more mobile focus, but this website, for those of you unaware, it's called Trovo.live. And apparently it's owned by Tencent. Um, and this website literally looks like Twitch Green. Like like they copied <laughs> the UI like one for one. What's this doing for you, Ethos? I don't care. You wanna you wanna stream on this, uh, Fernie? Trovo Live? Hey, I'm looking at the numbers and it's you know, even some of the bigger creators on here barely hit the hundred viewer mark. Like mm. it's, it just doesn't seem there's a big audience over there. Yeah. Jay, you, you think maybe you could become number one at Trovo? Yeah, what was what was the name of that site JG was on? We were on a while, long time ago. Hitbox. Hitbox, yeah. Might say Hitbox. Yeah, Hitbox got bought out. <laughs> and that was a that was a European based uh based streaming platform. So this one is a Chinese based platform. I mean, China has a lot of people, so I mean they have potential. Tencent, like low key is 
they're on their way to like running the entire video game world so like i said don't sleep because Sinsen has they have their hands in a lot of things right now so it's actually very funny that they decided to make a streaming platform so we'll see i mean because if they're trying to you know throw the bag at some people too they're going to get some people over i see some youtubers say that they've been offered a bag from from trovo yeah so they're what what if they offer you two million for a two-year contract you going over there jay hell yeah I go over there. <laughs> I, I, go I love over there. China. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me two me. I go over there and stream. Cause I already got the money. So if, as long as it's guaranteed, yeah. I feel that. I feel that. that. That'd be very tempting. Very, very hard to turn down. Um, but I don't know. We got to see money. They don't need with Tencent. I don't know, man. You got, if you can flip that, you'll find a way. You'll find a way to make that work, man. Tencent got a lot of money. That's a dangerous. That's a dangerous thing to like play with, though, because you know they be censoring over there. You get over there, you get in bed with Tencent. You start streaming. You say things on stream they don't like. Uh, right, you you can say something about China. You yeah. can just make a simple Chinese joke, and motherfucker, they shut your whole stream down. That's yeah, so yeah, you gotta. I mean, you gotta weigh the pros and cons, obviously. But yeah. two million, man. Yeah, I I do that, bro. I I be straight for a minute. I gotta flip that. I I invest. <laughs> <laughs> I would invest immediately, boy. Give me that two million. I'd be like, I need that two. Fr- I need a five hundred thousand upfront uh, advancement. Like, it's it's not gonna yeah, be small. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Just in case y'all try to ban me, I can I can escape with some money. Um, let's see. This is the last podcast. EA Play Live happened, which is. You know, there's no EA E3, so they did their live presentation online. Um, some of the reveals that we got was, I mean, the update's already out, but the new update for um, Apex Legends, they got they did a buff to Lifeline as well, a bunch of other different characters. We got to look at Star Wars Squadrons, that Rocket Arena game. Uh, was there anything that stood out to any of you guys during the uh, EA Play Live event? Squadrons looks amazing. Really? Talk about it. Yeah, I, I mean, it just seems like it's... Uh... But it's a shooter, right? But it's um, a first-person type of, you know, flight simulator. It, it, I mean, I just, I love it. I, I like when Star Wars actually kind of does more things with starships and, and things like that, rather than just like the normal uh, gun combat and stuff. I like all that kind of stuff. D- um, did you play Star Wars Battlefront 2? I did not, no. There's a mode in there that lets you do the same exact thing as Squadrons. That's what it looks like to me. It looks like they took everything out of Star Wars Battlefront 2 and just left like the the space mode. Mm. Unless I'm bugging. reminds you of what Ubisoft were trying to do with Skull and Bones. Yeah, they took all the Assassin's Creed out of it and left the boats, basically. Exactly, yeah. New game! Shit, I don't know. Delayed? (laughs) Probably. Where is that game? I heard of Skull and Bones in a minute. They just had a surprise announcement for for Hyper Escape, and then they got Watch Dogs Legion coming, as well as Assassin's Creed. I, and let's you know ubisoft is a little, a little light on staff these days so you know oh, they're, <laughs> they're struggling right now let them be let them be with the skull and bones uh, did this do anything for you because you played a lot of star wars battlefront uh ethos did this do anything for you um i'm like in the middle like i feel like i need to play the game myself because uh honestly i sucked at the space combat like i just wasn't good at it but i mean if this one feels better and i can control it and i feel like i can kill people in it then i mean i'll give it a shot i really want to try it in vr but i just don't have a vr set but the vr thing that sounds really cool they said it was vr gonna be in it yeah they said there's gonna be uh, four vr for the game. one thing i did like is um they said in the story you could play as a good or a bad guy i always like when you have a choice like that but yeah. it kind of just looks like they took star wars battlefront 2 and removed everything and just left the space part I don't know. 
see what happens. It could be fun. I want a third way. person too. I don't like that it, that it forces you to first person. I feel like I'm gonna get a stomach ache. That's yeah, what makes me not want to play. I'm, like, I'm kind of worried. I might get my like my vertigo might kick in. I might not like the game. But I, I, again, I gotta play it. Like it's one of those games where it's like I'm interested, but I gotta play it before I really like want to invest my time in it. So we'll see mm. what the main thing. Yo, AJ. <clears throat> God, let me play the game early, bro. This guy. <laughs> Is this doing anything for you, Jay? Unfortunately, no. Like I was never a fan of the uh of the space combat. So uh it's, it's gonna be a no for me. I don't even know if I even want to try it. I probably won't even try it. We'll leave that to everybody. But it does look good though. I'll say that. Like those graphics look fire, but it's just not my type of game. I was never a fan of uh of, of space combat or just flying combat, period. Rocket Arena looked cool, and they, they announced it's going to be crossplay too. I like that. That's coming out July fourteenth. Yeah, ten cool. days from now. I'll definitely try that one. I think that it's only going to be like thirty bucks too. So it's like, yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, and then also I forgot uh, they announced Skate Four is coming. Everybody, the internet went crazy about that one. It was trending on Twitter, and I was like, I was, was I the only one that wasn't excited? I'm like, they didn't even show anything. They didn't I even didn't have it. I, I was like, all right, cool, like I'll play it. Skate Four. Like we've been asking for it for years, but it's like I would have preferred at least like a teaser or a trailer or something. Like they just said it's coming, which makes me think that it's not even in production. Like that shit ain't coming out for another three yeah. years. Right. They literally probably I, just got the green light from EA that morning. <laughs> I've never even played Skate, so I mean it's cool that they you know announced it's coming back after all these years because people have been yelling at EA for that. So, but I mean like I said, it's cool for them. Like I know that all the Skate fans are happy, but it just it did nothing for me personally. <sighs> I was like, damn, y'all could at least have some concept art. EA will never be forgiven if that game comes out in its mid. Yeah, making people wait. Yeah, but it goes to show bad. you the power of the voice of the consumer. I guess they did see all the people memeing and saying we want to skate forward. You, you could break them down. And so I need y'all to start demanding more Def Jam, um, NBA, NFL Street. Let's just bring it all back. Start demanding it, internet. We need start tweeting, put it on the Instagram and in the comments of the Twitter. Let's do it. I mean, we're getting remakes for everything else, so why not? No, no, no. Continue? We need new games, not remakes. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Though, I was, I was like, if, if we're getting remakes, we need to get you know some some continuations as well. Mm. Um, next gen. This is a conversation I wanted to have because people kept bugging me in my damn Twitch chat, so I wanted to present the question to y'all. So the news came out that the next gen version of NBA 2K21 for the PS5 and the Xbox Series X will cost seventy dollars for the standard edition, and people were just really upset about. And surprised that there might be a price hike in games. What's that doing for you, Ethos? I mean, not much. We kind of talked about this when uh, the PS4 and P- I mean, uh, the PS4 and the Xbox One were coming out. There were rumors that even like 2K back then and some other like big games like Call of Duty were gonna make their next gen versions like cost ten dollars more than the previous gen, um, and people were freaking out back then. Uh, and now to see that it's actually happening now kind of feels like it's been a long time coming like we kind of knew this this was like writing on the wall so i mean i don't really have any take other than like 10 bucks doesn't really like scare me it doesn't really make make me like oh my god i can't afford games anymore it's ten dollars this goes back to what i was saying what are they teaching in school these days basic economics guys okay the games have been 60 dollars since like the early 2000s so it's been like what like the last 15 years and there's been inflation meaning the value of the dollar has went down but on the flip side, the production cost for video games has gone up, which means, contrary to popular belief, they're probably not making as much money. Yes, there are anomalies like EA and Activision, but that's what I was trying to explain to people. I was like, most companies are not EA and Activision. Like I was trying to explain, I was like, Ubisoft has been under hostile takeover for years. A lot of these companies ain't balling like you think they are. 
Um, and it's like, you got to stop looking at EA as the standard and start looking at every other company. Um, and $70 is like, eh, like you just gonna have to accept you're not going to be able to get every game day one. And it's really not that big of a deal because we all know a month later, most games fail, especially single player games. Um, so like a month later, you could play it and it'll be like 30 bucks. So it's like, what do you, what do you, you weren't going to buy it day one anyway. $30 next month. Yeah, it's like I don't understand what the big deal is. If you look at the bigger picture of things, what you think about the uh, potential? Oh, well, it's not potential. It will be seventy dollars, uh, Jay. But people are worried that it's going to be a trend that goes towards every other game. Uh, I mean, if you have a problem, don't buy it. Mm, vote with your wallet. Mm. Yeah. It's really simple. And, and I and I hate this because I mean we I, I I'm not going to fault everybody because we do have a younger audience, but uh contrary to popular belief man games were not always 60 dollars. when some of the first games were coming out even cartridges they were actually more than 60 dollars. they were 70 dollars. i showed that on stream there was there was hundred dollar cartridges yes they were expensive they ended up going down because the production value ended up going down on the parts so this is not something that is new oh my god 70 dollars. we actually should be thankful that games were 60 dollars for as long as they were because that did end up becoming the standard but i'm not gonna lie if the if, if it jumped from like 60 to like 100 dollars, i'd be right there with everybody i'd be like nah bro yeah, that's uh, different that's a that, big jump but different. ten dollars is reasonable for inflation yeah, ten, yeah exactly ten dollars is fine so again if you have such a problem about it then don't buy it and you know maybe we'll see things change but uh, but these games are becoming uh, more and more to make. So, you know, they, they got to get their money back. They got to get profits from it in order to pay their employees. So uh, so these games, man, like these games are costing o- over $100 million to make nowadays. And y'all want better graphics. Y'all want 4K, 30 FPS, 60 FPS. Y'all want all of that. So, uh, <laughs> so I mean, it, it takes a 8K. lot of yeah, <laughs> Two monitors, like, three gig uh, cars. Yeah, exactly. So you want all of that. You don't want games to stay the same. You want them to innovate and get better right so this is the uh you know the compromise that, that we got to take man ten dollars okay fine if the game is good i'll buy it yeah if anything i think it'll add more value to game reviews now that there's going to be a price hike um like really start paying attention and don't just listen to one person listen to a bunch of different people and see if there's a common common things being said because then there might be some truth to it um just don't you know vote with your wallet how you feel about this fernie you yeah. think 70 is too much for you i think i think it's pretty fair to be honest, um, I mean, I'm, I'm comparing it from, you know, my experience. I've, I've, I've done, you know, I've, my hit, my background is filmmaking. So, like, when you think about filmmaking, that costs a lot of money. Movies are expensive. And that's just only, you know, a story and with cameras and actors. But when you think about a video game, that takes a hell of a lot more resources than just a movie. And it's not just a story that you can watch in one to two hours. It's 30 hour stories. I mean, it's. It's, it's it makes sense in my opinion and like, like you said like how much do blu-rays cost now 20 bucks i think that's what i'm thinking like 20 21 bucks yeah for for like you know what i guess at most like for a really long movie like three hours people but are so like selfish two and a half hours two hours so yeah. if you're paying that for that like just just compare it like a 30 it, hour story way more most, to, uh, most y'all can't even write a page and you, you talk about a 30-hour story? Like, come on, bro. And it's not yeah. only story. It's mechanics. It's engines. Yeah, you know, then you got the game Building the world. Yeah, it's, it's Testing the game, making sure it's not buggy. Like, there's so much that goes into game development. I don't think, I don't think people... Do. 
I don't think people will appreciate developers enough uh, for the work that they put on. They put oh, in. Thanks, man. You're not a you're <laughs> fraud. Shut up. <laughs> 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 this guy he does is funny, bro. <laughs> um, go back to um to crunching. Like I said, like I know that for the past couple of years, like that's been a huge topic about uh about game crunch. But I kept telling people when we talked about it the first time, like this has been going on for decades. People, it's just really becoming the thing because people are talking about it now. Like the people who actually work working on these games or talking about it but people have been crunching to make these games so for you to complain about you know ten dollars for the people who spend 80 you know 90 100 hours a week we're not talking about a two-week period like i work 40 hour weeks they are working double that i think they week. have this idea about game development where it's like a bunch of nerds just sitting around on beanbag chairs throwing like uh stress balls at each other and eating pizza and just joking around and maybe doing a little coding on the side like no these motherfuckers are hunched over computers for fucking 18 hours a day dog it's it's not not it's not what you think yeah they're not they're not eating healthy they're not seeing their families yeah a lot of the families break up because of it just entertain your little scrawny ass get the fuck out of here y'all better shut up (laughs) 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 uh, i forgot to put this on the notes but shame on the people that were fucking uh sending voice uh death threats to the lady who played abby uh and and, and the last of us shame on y'all that's that's the shit we be talking about. That shit is not cool. Still engaging in this toxic behavior, like with, with everything that's coming out, bro. Even the fans, the fans are super toxic in the video game community. I don't understand. So just expect it. It is what it is. You know, you're not gonna be able to play every game day one, but you'll be able to get a deal somewhere down the line. Even four sixty dollars games. Those got you, bro. Yeah, Samurai Zero won't be sixty dollars. You can buy my game. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of um Negro Domus being able to speak things into existence, uh Nintendo's been listening to the podcast because for the last five years <laughs> we've been talking about they should make a Pokemon MOBA and they just magically announced one out of nowhere. What this do for you, Ethos? It's called Pokemon no, Unite, not. by the way, uh people no, that are listening. This, when this shit got announced, boy, my notification box got destroyed with like hundreds of people pinging me say, Same. Yo, they listen to the podcast, they listen, they heard you. I was like, yeah, I mean, we've the thing that's weird though is I'm surprised by the backlash. I, I, people didn't I'm want this. People, yeah. yeah, people are really I, like I don't know if it was just because I didn't even know the event was happening. I didn't even know they were doing a direct. Um, but I guess people were expecting like them to do some like Johto Regents um, Let's Go game or something, and they're expecting like a mainline Pokemon game. And I'm like, bro, Pokemon Sword and Shield came out what last year? Why are y'all expecting this? From I just peeped Tencent is making this game. I'm looking at the trailer. Yeah. They own Chinese, everything. Uh, spyware. Is, they, uh, they own everything. If right. it, what makes me think they actually listen to the podcast is if you pay attention to the trailer. Charmander turns into Charmillion, then he turns into fucking Charizard in the middle of the battlefield. I'm like, yo, that's exactly what we said they should do in terms of leveling up the characters. They owe us a royalty check, bro. Yeah, somebody in the chat, if you if you can put in the chat what episode it was where we talked about, I know it was like at least two or three. It was back in the Wii U era because like people were shitting on how bad the Wii U were it was, and we were talking about how Nintendo could come back. And I remember I brought up Pokemon Mobile. I'm trying to remember what episode. It was maybe 2014. I think it was 2014, but. That that right there, like, oh my lord, that would be a big thing right there. If I can give one critique though to this though, it looks like they might have showed this a little early because like the frame rate was a little shaky and it. it looks like an early build. Like this is something they just started working on. That's the only thing I would. I don't, maybe they shouldn't have shown it right now. Well, polish it up a little bit, but I'm excited to play it. I want to play a Pokemon Mobile. What about you? 
fuck all the rest of y'all. I'm gonna play it. Yeah, what about you, Fernie? <laughs> and then they said it's gonna be mobile and Nintendo Switch. That's lit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's gonna be fun. I'll play that shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I started PC gaming when I started playing PC on PC. It's all League of Legends, so I'm all for this. It looks amazing. You already in the right home then. I hope yeah. it has cl- uh, cross-platform save as well as cross-platform play. Mm. I think they said it was cross-platform. Yeah, that's fire. Then. That, I remember they said it was cross-play. That's fire. They coming for the mobile market. What's this doing for you, Jay? I mean, I liked it. Um, I actually asked my chat like when it happened. I was like, why is everybody so upset at this? Why are you upset by this? Yeah. One, yeah, one person told me, he was like, you not in the Pokemon community, JG. You don't know what you're talking about. And I, was like, I was like, all right, bro, explain it. And he was like, we wanted, <laughs> said, we wanted a Gen 4 remake. And I was like, why what? do y'all keep wanting, why do y'all keep wanting Pokemon remakes? What what was wrong with the last one that just came out? They were like, Gen 4 was so fire. We like all the Pokemon. We like the story. We just wanted a remake. I said, all right, bro, you got it. I like, I'm just going to take it as I just don't understand why y'all keep wanting remakes. I was like, why don't you just go and play the old games? And they were like, it's, it's basically unplayable at this point. I was like, okay, all right, fair. And when fair people enough. say stuff like that, that, that's another example of how I realized that people don't understand business. Why... It doesn't make sense. Like Nintendo wants to tap into a new market, and if they can take their license of Pokemon and tap into the mobile market, that's potential new customers that never even gave a fuck about Pokemon. They just wanted to play a MOBA. So it's 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 about appeasing the current audience as well as trying to. Business is always about trying to acquire a new audience, always trying to find a new mind. And also, what if Nintendo is just not listening to all you people who want a Gen Four remake because they realize that their core Pokemon audience is full of pedophiles and they don't want to listen to them. <laughs> you guys don't have pedophiles. you guys don't have good ideas. You're pedos. Yeah, clean your community up. How about that? All y'all competitive players and y'all worried about competitive pedophiles. That's Nintendo out here making y'all giving making y'all play a mobile game. But I was. Yeah. I'm ready to play another MOBA. Now, given it's top down, you know, I'm typically not a fan of the top down MOBAs. I would rather be third person if they Pokemon. really wanted to make it tight. Did you play but Arena of Valor on the Switch? Mm-mm. Uh, you can play I it on your not. phone too. It's available on phone. I would say try it. I don't like the top down either, but I do like Arena of Valor. It works really well on the Switch on the phone as a top down because you, you, when you control it with the analog stick, it just feels different. I, I realize I don't like the clicking. With the mouse on the top down, but it works with analog mm. sticks for me for some reason. Okay, yeah, no, you say it might it might feel good on the switch. So, like I said, I'm gonna try it regardless. And uh, you know, if we really get into it, then that might be another game that uh, GI puts in rotation. So, I'm excited about it. I'm happy that Ethos was finally right five years later. Look at the profit. <laughs> five go. years. It only took five look, years. Yeah, look at the profit go. I was like, word. I said, let me watch it direct. As soon as they say Pokemon Unite and they said it's a mobile, I said, all right, I'm tuning in now. Let me see what this is about. Uh, the irony is the game is called Pokemon Unite and it divided the community. That's it's great. Divided. That's great. It's just like the shit out of that YouTube video. Pokemon community is not united. Yeah, like, um, man, you can't, you can't please the Pokemon community no matter what you do. Yep. They gonna play it. That's that's the funny part. They still gonna play it. I don't hear that shit. Um, <laughs> they also announced the Pokemon Snap during their direct. That's funny too. I didn't know there was a direct either. I just woke up and there was trailers. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. Uh, they just be new- it through now. I mean, but keep in mind it was around the time that E3 was supposed to happen, so it makes sense. Yeah. Is uh is new Pokemon uh, Snap doing anything for you, Fernie? It's I, I love the first one. I mean, it's it's a cold classic at this point. I mean, Pokemon Snap looks way better than the mainline Pokemon game, so. I'm, I'm buying that first day for sure mm, i am too i hope it has co-op in it so you can like compete with friends that would be fire oh yeah that'd be that'd be tight uh what about you ethos uh i never played pokemon snap you're missing out loser yeah 
everyone tells me it's <laughs> <laughs> I, it. I just didn't find you know taking pictures of people <laughs> people you're not an artist you're not an artist <laughs> uh what about you jay uh i mean i'm, I'm kind of like those though like i did play it like at the demo sections or whatever but i never played the full game uh i never even owned a nintendo 64 for the longest like it took me a minute to get it so i wasn't uh super into it like i was pokemon stadium like pokemon stadium was my shit but uh pokemon snap like i just really wasn't i wasn't the biggest fan but I, yeah but i understood like why why people liked it though um so like for all the people that did enjoy it, like it's cool i just like i'm like ready to see like what else they'll do to innovate besides just you know make the graphics better because it's on the switch now so it's cool though i, I like the announcement i'm glad that they finally decided to make a a new pokemon snap <laughs> you know yeah. you know they should have they called it pokemon True. snap too with a new pokemon snap freaking nintendo am i weird for feeling like i enjoy the game but like i don't know it just doesn't look like a 60 dollar game to me i feel like it's like a 30 dollar game yeah yeah I because uh, sure. uh, yeah, I don't know, just something about it doesn't say sixty, but whatever. Um, PlayStation VR. This was interesting. I don't know if you saw this, but Sony filed a patent to where they'll be able to display ads within the headset. Now uh, this one I missed. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, yeah. So according to the patent, the way the advertisement will be displayed depending on the position of the user's head within the head mounted display. So if you turn left or right, you'll get an ad left or right. Uh, the patent describes the advertisement as additional content for promoting recognition or a given thing or service uh so you guys excited to uh first of all i think this is really funny that like vr hasn't even taken off probably never will in my opinion uh and they're already trying to find ways to like monetize it and it's like you guys should probably just make some good games if you want people to buy it because i'm i'm be honest i forgot psvr existed does anyone no, even have your ear I got an HTC Vive that I use maybe two or three times, and like that shit kept giving me a. I don't like the idea that I had to have a ginger ale on standby after I play my games. Like it kept giving me a stomach ache, so it's been. I'm probably gonna sell mine. I'm the only one that's played it. Uh, yep. VR, yeah, gross. Yeah, I forgot PlayStation VR was even a thing because they don't support their their platforms. Remember the Vita? Yeah, last time you saw that uh-huh. was in The Last of Us. <laughs> I, remember, uh, I remember real deals that he got I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask him. Does he still play? I know the answer is no. <laughs> this shit don't got no games. Like, why you waste your money on that shit? He was like, this is actually fun. I was like, all right, bro. Don't well, mean I, another month to see if you still playing it. I just wanted to put it out there. If you do own a PlayStation VR, do not be surprised if you see some big booty Brazilian porn ads <laughs> while you play uh, Crash Bandicoot or whatever the fuck y'all play on a. Uh, that's ridiculous. Uh, the so these, like, will be, these will be targeted ads. That like, they didn't explain. They just that's they just filed the patent in terms of being like able to do it. Yeah, like depending what your eyes are seeing, you know, they'll advertise that shit. I don't know. That's that sounds weird. Yeah, that's very invasive. But I would imagine, yeah, they probably take the data they collect from like PSN and then let's say you're playing 2K20 with a headset or something, they would promote 2K21 to you on the left side or something. That sounds that's really annoying. Super- it's super weird because nobody has one in the first place so why would they even file a patent for this like are they trying are they trying like a revamp to like get people to actually buy it maybe they'll really try to push it with the ps5 uh, i don't think it's gonna work but uh, power. power break we're trying to make this shit like uh, ready player one for real yeah yeah i'm i'm, I'm good off of that so there's a the iron man vr game came out just recently so mm. yeah you, you gonna buy it uh no so why are you talking about it 
<laughs> I'm just letting the people in the chat know because you were talking about them making good games. Tony, Tony. Crash Bandicoot got announced. Uh, Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time. It's called. What's that? What's that doing for y'all? Hey, for all the Crash Bandicoot fans, it's fine because they have been teasing it. Like, even though like you may not be the biggest Crash Bandicoot fan, there's a lot of people that are. Um, I'm sorry if I mean, you're a Crash Bandicoot fan, you have bad taste in games. There's so many better platforms. It's nostalgia. Wow, you're saying that my wife has bad taste in games. She absolutely, loves Crash Bandicoot. Absolutely. How dare you? How Having dare you? bad I'm taste gonna, doesn't make you a bad person. I'm going, I'm going to stitch. I'm going to tell her. Like, go ahead. Tell her you're credibility. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, uh, I mean, like I said, for the people who love Crash Bandicoot, regardless of what you're saying, sir, uh, you know, uh, Crash Bandicoot has an audience. Uh, so people were looking for this. I remember, like, at one. It was either I think it was like the games award show. Uh, I think like one of the um, one of the main people at PlayStation like had on the Crash Bandicoot shirt, and everybody got like super excited. They were like, "Oh my god, are you, you going to announce me?" And then they didn't. And then finally, after after all these years, now it's here. So I mean, like I said, that's cool. It's cool that they finally you know bringing it out and they're going to do it. But hey, um, will I play it? Probably not. But it's cool that it's out for everybody else to enjoy. Yeah. Oh, I'm only playing it if somebody donates it. I'm not buying this game. Actually, I'll I'll buy it for my wife because she she uh actually I need to get her the uh the little remaster thing because she's been begging me to play it. So, uh, Fernie Ethos is doing anything for y'all? Nothing. Nothing. Not a damn thing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Nostalgia. Most people are not Crash Bandicoot fans, and I respect that. Uh, Cyberpunk got delayed again. Um, this game. I'm not gonna lie, Ethos. This game is uh. It's getting a little Kingdom Heart is she? It's going to come out this year. It's going to come out. I'm not even okay. gonna let you have that okay. kind of energy. Okay. Well, I'm seeing is believing for me. Seeing is believing no, for I, me. I believe it will come out this year. Oh, we it just need be- a little more time to work on the game. Like I don't I, know. Man. No, I don't do that, TPA. Don't do that. Oh Like I'm cool. One delay, that's cool. Two, okay. But like, what are we on? Three, four, five? Okay. It's getting a little Kingdom Heart ishy. I don't know. Gotta let them cook, bro. They're trying to make the game of the year. And did y'all see the? Mad at them for it. New gameplay they did during the live stream. Yeah. Yeah. Why was that on the show notes? I did put it. Did you really? Okay, I didn't see that. Yeah, I put. I said plus new gameplay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you can't read. What did it do for you? Because it didn't do nothing for me, to be honest. It did everything for me, bro. It hit all the right spots. Okay. Yes, sir. What specific did you see that like intrigued you? Well, what did you see? I didn't see anything. That's the thing. Oh, you didn't do nothing. You didn't see anything. No, 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 no. Like I I watched it, but I didn't see anything that I hadn't seen before that like really intrigued me. It was just kind of walking around, driving. Yeah, you didn't. Did you see all the new gameplay? If it it felt like they were focused more on, yeah, 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 but it still felt like they focused more on just kind of showing the world. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we get it. It's beautiful. Detective mode, whatever. What is that called? Yeah, the Batman mode. What is it called? Yeah, the yeah. I forgot the name of it, but I like that. That's cool. Yeah, being a nerd and a huge, I won't lie, a fanboy for this game, for this game to come out. Um, I watched like four different, I watched Paris's thing. I, so he had like a whole 40 minute video about his experience playing it. I watched, uh, who was it, like uh, Alana's. I watched hers and I watched like two other people's like impressions off of playing the four hour, I guess, play session of it. And basically everything they say, like everything they say about the game is just like exactly what I wanted. Um, it, 
you know rpg game has like it seems like it, it actually goes farther than mass effect um so the so you know how in mass effect they had the in the beginning there's like those three backgrounds right and they kind of like steer the story at certain moments where like just your background of who you are as shepherd before the events of the first game um so in this game what they're doing is they're actually making it where whatever background you pick will actually determine what you're doing in the first couple hours of the game so if you have like uh a like a corporation background or a street like a, a street uh kid type of background you're gonna be playing two different like intros of the game until they all collide into like the main plot of the story so i think that's gonna be really cool um overall i mean the game looks great i definitely like i did hear like it needs some bugs it's polished i'm like okay it needs make- some bugs no no it needs to fix some there's definitely some bugs that need to be fixed and polished like that's what some people who played the test thing and they're like okay they're like oh yeah it definitely feels like it's it's near that completion point but they definitely see why it was delayed because they're trying to get all the bugs it's a massive game um, one of the biggest things that I heard was that it's very detailed. Like, so being an open world game, it's actually very dense. Uh, there's a lot of people walking around. There's a lot of things that are around the world. It doesn't feel dead to them. The world doesn't feel dead. It basically hits on all the hallmarks I expect from a CD project game. So I, I feel like this is going to be another Witcher 3. It's going to revolutionize what we, it'll be the opposite of what we felt playing Last of Us 2, I feel. I feel like it's going to be like something where you're like, <laughs> I it. Anytime I get to slander it for CD project. <laughs> Oh, but um, no, I'm just kidding. But um, I, 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 there are people who just won't get it. There are people that don't understand. But you have to understand. Like, I'm a huge RPG person. Mass Effect's my favorite game. Um, this game, I'm a huge cyberpunk fan. Like, I love Blade Runner. I love Ghost in the Shell. Like, this is like for me, it's everything that I love. All the mediums that I love and I really enjoy, all put in one game. So that's why, like, I'm really excited about this game. And it's it, so far, it, it like it has impressed me every single time I see new stuff about it. So. Do you think they delayed it? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do you think they delayed it because they're just waiting for next gen? Um, yeah, some people brought up that argument. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, they could, but like, they already made the announcement that like, if you buy the current gen version, you can upgrade to the new gen version for free. You don't have to pay any money for that. So I'm like, I don't really see the monetary like advantage of pushing back for next gen if they were like, we want to have the next gen version ready by launch or something. So I was like, so I don't really think that. Mm-hmm. I think it really is just bug fixing. I, that's what I really believe. But I mean, what do I know? I'm not, I don't work for them. So I could be wrong. I'm not saying like this game will be trash or nothing. Like, I just didn't see anything that got me to get me any more excited than what I already am. Basically, is all I'm saying. But you're already pretty excited to start with, right? I think it's an excitement. I don't get hyped about anything, but yeah, I'm still excited about it. I just didn't see anything like, that blew me away. For me, for me, I don't really get excited anymore about anything. But like, this is the only exception. This is the only game I really would even say I was ever anticipating for the past couple of years. All the other games just was just like, ah, whatever. It comes out and I like it. Cool. That in a Titanfall game, but you know, that might never happen again. Mm. What about you, Jay? Um, yeah, I mean, like we mentioned the first, I think the like the last time I got delayed, I got a bad at this one, bro. Like, cause this, this shit was supposed to come out like two days before my birthday. Like, this shit was about to be amazing. Now it comes out a few days after my birthday. <laughs> oh, <good Lord. laughs> yes. Sir. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not yet on a conspiracy right. wave that uh that TBH is about the game not coming out. I think that it will eventually come out, but like I said before, the last time. CD Projekt Red, they know how the video game uh, community is going to be. If this game is not perfect, they may have found like a game-breaking bug. 
and maybe something else that needs to be polished it's something we know it's something they want this game to be absolutely perfect when it comes out so if it's not bro they're gonna keep delaying this shit until it is because yeah, they, are going to get, they are going to get eaten alive if something is broken or not working properly so that that's my theory i don't i don't think that it's that it's uh that they're waiting on next gen i just think that they just want the game to be absolutely perfect they have no glitches no game breaking bugs none of that stuff Mm. Yeah, to, to, to be a last of us too they can't yeah they, <laughs> they yeah, can't they, it to be like that right so. they're being held to the absolute highest degree right now like that's I, I don't know how they got to that level of respect like just overall with everybody but that's that's how it is now yeah well i can't wait till 2077 till it's released oh my mm, god the actual <laughs> yo plot twist oh, all y'all you have to be from the future to actually play it I'm like, all y'all on the timeline. I'm like, y'all is all hating. Now look, it's out. Now don't none of y'all buy it. Y'all wait till 2070 to play the game. I just hope it's it. optimized. I just hope it's optimized. I hope so too. Because <laughs> uh, that'd be the that suck if the game was great and the shit is just blowing yeah. PCs up, bro. Fucking, <laughs> like, <of> <laughs> I remember streaming. What was it Batman Arkham Knight? Those were spooky to every day. Oh. I never knew if my PC would survive, bro. That shit oh, was woo. That shit was unoptimized as hell. Well, you know that Witcher Three Two was too. Don't forget Witcher Three was too. Oh, Witcher Three was playable. Witcher Three was playable. It, Granted, it was yeah, playable, it, but it was unoptimized. It, it, it had it problems. Was, it, it was an intense. It was a very intense game. It was a very high demanding game, but it it, it was it was playable. I, I do agree. There were moments where it was, you know, it was a little shaky. But it was fall out shaky, but it's kind of shaky. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I put this on the notes. Did we talk about the PS5 reveal last podcast? Thought we did. No, we did not. We didn't make fun of the route because we were trying to. We were trying to wait on it, and then it got delayed. Oh, I mean, I, I know I put out a video, so people kind of have a general idea. Like, I mean, we could touch on that real quick. Uh, did you have any thoughts on that? Uh, the, the, the look of the PS5 or any of the games they revealed, Fernie? It, it it's gonna look amazing next to my router. I mean, it's right on my TV stand, it's gonna look great. But I heard that it's big, just based on the disc drive. That's gonna be a huge system. Oh yeah, they said they said that they showed like a picture of how big it was. They also announced that there's gonna be a 3.99 and a 4.99 version, a discless and a disc version. Yeah, um, price that that's all. Oh, that was oh, yeah, that was right. That wasn't confirmed. My bad, my bad. I don't know yeah, that. That, that, that was by that damn YouTuber. He got me. Damn those damn YouTubers. Yeah, got you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what you, what you think of the PS Five uh, ethos? I didn't care. Mm. The games mm. the games are cool, but uh, nothing that made me. I have to pick it up day one, so yeah. I'm good off that. Demon Souls? No, nah. uh, not day one. I don't even think it's coming out day one. Yeah. Is that a remaster nah, or like a part two? That's because it's a Dark Souls game, and because that was the one game I could never play because it was on PS3. So that's why a lot of people are excited for it. Like I'm not like, let me phrase like I'm not like anticipating it. Like when it comes out, I'm gonna probably play it because like everyone tells me Demon Souls is like an underrated gem, and I've been really excited to play it. I just never had the ability to play it, so that's why I was excited to finally play it and to see the graphics and stuff of how like. They, they actually like re- they didn't just make a, a port update like they legit remade it like there's a lot of new stuff in it it's like all the graphics have been remade all the new assets and stuff it looks great so i'm excited to play it but like uh you know it's it's, it's another it's another torture game so you know i gotta get my little my fixing what was the name of that game with the damn minions like the pikmin it was like, it was like a platformer that game looked fun uh, that indie game no nah, it wasn't an indie game that shit looked triple a as fuck 
I thought an indie game studio made that. It might have been. I don't know. Um, the Ratchet and Clank looked fire too. Um, the Miles Morales game, although that's that they said that's a PS4 game, though, right? Um, it's coming to PS5, but I mean, it'd be pretty stupid for them not to put it on PS4. Did they confirm whether or not it's just DLC or it's a sequel? What is that game? They said it's a standalone game. What is the so, kind of like, so it's you a know, sequel? First Light and like uh, the Uncharted one. Infamous First Light was DLC. But it was like a standalone game. Like, like you could buy it by itself, right? Like you wouldn't need, okay, a better example, like Uncharted 4, you know that little DLC that came out with the two girls? That was like a standalone game. You just imply I played Uncharted? I'm just, I thought you would know about it at least. The one with Chloe and uh, I forgot the black girl's name because I never played it. Or I mean, I didn't finish it because it was boring. <laughs> exactly. That's why I watch your mouth. That's exactly why I didn't play that shit. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> um, I was about to say, uh, was there anything you saw, Jay, from the uh, PS5 event? Um, shit, I forgot because, like, damn, it was like I felt like it was so long ago. But it was some things that I did, uh, that I did like. But again, just like everybody else, like we were wanting to at least see the price, and we did not get that. So we're still waiting on confirmation from Sony themselves to find out how much the damn thing is going to be. Um, so we can only just speculate right now. Everybody was just like so upset because, like, you know, they're saying, "Oh, it's going to be seven hundred dollars, it's going to be hundred dollars," and and other people are like, "No, it's going to be like three hundred, three ninety nine, four ninety nine. But uh, the one thing that I did find interesting, besides obviously the um, the design of it, because it does look like something straight out of Alien, where they they bit their flow, like for real. I don't know what the what the idea was behind that design, but um, just the fact that they're going to have you know a disc based version and then a completely disc list version. Uh, I find that one very, very interesting because we've again heard rumors of uh, the next gen consoles, you know, being, you know, completely discless and just being um, downloadable content, which I mean, I've been doing anyways. I've been it's been a while since I've gotten a physical disc of anything, um, but I, I still have other questions like how big is, is that hard drive going to be or the hard drive going to be different sizes if you get the disc based version versus the discless version. So there was still question that Sony just has yet to answer. So. Hopefully we get those soon so we can get a better understanding as, you know, what type of product that we'll be buying. But uh, just like anything else, I'm not getting it day one, like unless there's something really, really, really good that uh, that's going to make me want to buy it. But I didn't see anything that's like that. I'm like, oh, my God, just it was really just like Spider-Man for me, to be honest, that I was like, OK, like, that's cool. And probably some, you know, a couple other things. But then again, you know, they pulled the veil over our eyes because some of those things that they announced were uh, were multi-plats. They weren't Sony exclusive. So and half of them aren't even coming out until like 2021 2022 right. I say right. aren't coming out until a year or two down the road so yeah so I'm you know really the, the same old song and dancing i mean it was just it was just really just playstation's own little e3 presentation type of thing because you know how that is like a lot of games that they always show aren't even in development or super early in development it'll be out like two three years later i have a feeling that they're going to um reveal the price of the ps5 after xbox reveals their price they're just sitting there waiting trying to undercut the competition let's see what they're gonna do and then also i have a i, I would i don't want to say it's gonna happen but i would not be surprised if it launches with a disc and a discless version and then that discless version is for people who, to be early adopters who are comfortable with their internet connection and not owning discs or whatever but i wouldn't be surprised if somewhere down the line they phase out the disc version like three four years down the line and like they just come out with a digital only with a really big hard drive and like that becomes like ease ease people into it versus like what uh xbox tried to do back in the xbox one generation when it first started when they were trying to do all that drm shit ease people into it i think people will be more receptive you know um but yeah yeah ps5 it was cool yeah we'll see 
Look, I see that price. Uh, last thing I got on my notes is uh, the gaming community has been on fire, and it's been on fire because for those who have not been paying attention, if you don't have a Twitter, um, it started with some Twitch streamer. I forgot his name. Honestly, it's been so many accusations. I forgot the original person that got accused. But it was some big Twitch streamer. He got accused of sexual assault. But say no to rage. Say no to rage. Who started it all and after that a, whole, a bunch of women got the courage yeah that was the one that started it like two weeks ago uh a bunch of women got the courage i swear to god it's been over like 100 accusations um left and right in every part of the gaming community from twitch to the fgc and it's gotten so bad that evo ended up shutting down first and foremost uh if we could just briefly uh speak on all the all the foolishness that's going on in the community uh jg you're like our whole political uh morality guy here uh fucking sjw i am right hey you remember that dm i got from the from the owl oh yeah the owl is still watching yeah i got i got mad comments on my video i uploaded yesterday because i was talking about some of this stuff on stream and people were calling me a simp and i took the blue pill and all this other shit and i'm like i guess i guess because i don't want women to be raped i I guess i'm I'm a simp i guess whatever that's crazy um, but just talking about everything because literally like today I'm looking at the the Discord and people are talking about even more uh Smash community players. New story every are, day. Yeah, it's literally a new it's been a new story every day. It's been going on for like two weeks already, so it's pretty insane. Um I want to start off by saying I am not surprised by anybody who was being outed. Um because the video game community, just like every other community, has very toxic uh mentalities. Um, not only when it comes to, you know, saying racist things, but when it comes to uh, a lot of us men and how we talk to women, because in like, just because it's social media, whether it's YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter, you know, you name it, like, it's a lot of dudes that just don't know how to talk to women. We don't know how to interact with women. We go to all these events and finally see each other. Uh, you may be a little bit too pushy on on a woman that doesn't uh, doesn't like it or is not really interested in you. There's alcohol involved in a lot of those stories. There was alcohol involved, so that makes it even even worse because you already know uh, when that comes into play. There's things like blacking out, forgetting what you're doing, da da da, and alcohol makes you do crazy things. So a lot of people just shouldn't be drinking in the first place. Um, and and it's just crazy because again I'm, I'm not surprised by anybody who's who's uh come out it's been some of them that i did know personally and those kind of hurt um but i'm not surprised with them either it's not i'm not surprised with them either it just really sucks because like i think this is a huge wake-up call that we just need to change the way that we interact um with each other is and it's not just men too because it's, it's definitely been some women that have uh that have come out too doing some real pedo stuff we need to change the way that we interact with each other because i don't feel like this stuff is going to change until until we do like we need to just put it on the table what's right and what's wrong what are what are passable things um and, and what are not like you need to just come out and say like i didn't feel comfortable with what you said like i don't feel comfortable with your behavior you need to change that uh, men need to need to really take a look at themselves and reevaluate like how you act. And we cannot use anymore. Oh, I was a kid, you know, because a lot of these people have not changed their mentality from when they were a kid. I don't I don't feel like that's really an acceptable defense anymore um, to say, well, I was, I was a kid. I was I was this age. Well, um, I, I didn't know any better because um, a lot of them were teenagers at that point and i feel like that's that's really not a defense that uh that people should be using just I to try to get nobody out of when i was a teenager 
exact I, I knew better i knew how to talk to women and so i've I never been been accused of any of this stuff and it's it's really sad um but i will say this some of these stories i did see were were legit just taking the opportunity to uh to you know air out the dirty laundry of getting cheated on getting mm. cheated on yes it means that yeah the man was a piece of shit but that that's not the grounds to you know just be airing it out amongst the uh, sexual assault sexual abuse and rape cases that's the only thing that i did not like that was very very distasteful and those people know who they were to uh to make their twit longer is about somebody who cheated on you or, or who ghosted mad you they or got their feelings hurt like that's whoa let's yeah, not do that like, yeah that's that's life bro that's life like you don't need to be to be you know outing out whoever because of that so some people were accused of those things and i don't feel like they should be demonized but for the people who did legit rape and uh and being peed and uh and sexual abuse and sexual assaulting when you know the woman did not consent to it yeah that's that's really you know not on any grounds for you to uh for you to still be you know running around here like everything is all hunky-dory and also for everybody who did know because i i do know in a lot of these situations like their homeboys knew too we need to start holding each other accountable like i know everybody says that but like it's really really more prevalent now like to my knowledge like you said i don't know anybody in my small circle that's done that stuff and we talk about this all the time like if you you know did that crazy shit like it's it's really no tolerance like you need to get up out of here we're all grown and gi so like i said you know using that stuff talking about like i was younger when it happened nah that's that's not flying so all my niggas are good uh to my to my knowledge and like i said like my knowledge all of us are good in our circle and, and that kind of i think that's that's really why like we really were like you know gi versus everybody because like we know the crazy you know some of the crazy things that people have been doing out here i'm not saying i know anybody who raped anybody i'm saying i'm not saying that because like i said a lot of this stuff was a surprise but we know about the crazy stuff that people have been saying and how people be acting so at events um, at parties if you go yeah, to events so, make it about business you can go out uh, you know have a drink but don't stay out too late go back to your room bro like it ain't like, worth yeah, it you know, yeah, we have fun and stuff, but at the end of the day, like when we go to these events, we're trying to, you know, play these games. We're trying to talk to developers. We're trying to network. Like that's the main goal. It was never to to get on women or whatever. Like if it happens, it happens. But like I said, for the longest, I've been out the game anyway, so I don't be participating in this oh, shit. Oh yeah, I don't be participating in this stuff anyway. So um, like I said, I'm I'm all on my business hundred percent. But it's really crazy, man, and it's not going to stop anytime soon because uh, it's apparently you know been a lot of women that behold this stuff for years like even back to 2011 so that's a very long time and it and at the end of the day it doesn't really matter how long ago it was like you know if they feel the confidence to come out and finally you know stand up to their abusers then you know that it is what it is it's, it's been happening now and a lot of women have had confidence to talk about it and again everybody should be held accountable you shouldn't be defending these people um that's such a terrible and, argument too because like a good comparison i can give is like be like, oh, why did she wait five years to let everybody know she was raped? All right, well, if you were living next to a murderer, right, and that was your neighbor, and you were really cool with him, and five years down the road you found out, like five years ago, he created, he he murdered somebody, and he didn't go to jail for it, you're not gonna look at your your neighbor differently. Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Like, exactly, exactly. That's a that's a perfect comparison. So, like I said, it's just crazy, but everybody needs to hold themselves accountable. You need to hold your friends accountable, and and believe the women, bro, because it's it's been crazy. Like now, I know people personally who i had no idea they got sexually assaulted sexually abused it's a lot of things going on in the background that i'm just like what the what fuck the is really believe, going on? Our believe the women but also i would like to add like some of y'all need to be 
careful with y'all words because I've seen several people post things on Twitter that rubbed me the wrong way that was very dangerous. Uh, people making lists of offenders and then you look at that list and it has lists of people it has people accused of sexual assault but then also people accused of like bullying or like harassing and the problem with that is like not everybody's going to read people are just going to read the list of offenders and assume all five of those people on that list are sexual offenders and that shit is very dangerous and that shit rubbed me the wrong way when i seen also what the fuck is bullying and harassing that's subjective that's something that you could have a conversation and behind the scenes like in discord be like hey you made me feel some type of way when you said x y and z and you can hash that out as adults but stop posting people on there it's kind of like what jg was saying earlier where like some people were using the opportunity to expose like cheaters there's some things like you can hash that behind the scenes as fucking adults i didn't like that shit that i seen that I, that shit rubbed me the wrong way so i encourage people to be careful with their words too because it is a very sensitive time and people are looking at things at face value i'm not gonna lie i see a twit longer i'm gonna assume you're either a pedo or a rapist uh and when I, i'm glad i read that list i seen it from multiple people where there was like list of offenders and i read it and it was like bullying sexual misconduct i'm like why are you mixing in quote unquote a bully which is subjective by the way to somebody who was a rapist i'm like get the fuck out of here that's 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 very dangerous i didn't like that shit but evil got shut down because all this evil yep. got shut down so yeah the evil ceo admitted apparently to being a pedophile so the ceo of evo yeah they they yeah, the wizard he's the ceo oh yeah. my god mr ceo himself he got oh replaced my god that's a that's a that's a yikes and then we got you know we got other you know we got uh certain cinnamon flavor people you know playing with the puppets playing playing with 14 year olds being puppets you know what i said and you know i said this i said this shit on allegedly screen. by the and way allegedly allegedly of course but the evidence is very damning um yeah. <laughs> i i i um i said this shit on stream and people made fun of it but now i'm starting to really like take this shit to my core value system but I'm starting to really believe it because I said it jokingly. But now with all this shit coming out, maybe I was right. I said, um, I said, you know, if you're a grown man, like you're past 24, in my opinion, if you're 24 years of age and you're out here playing like Smash Bros and you're playing um, Minecraft, like you're playing very kid oriented games and you're not doing it because you're like, uh, like I said, Minecraft except and I was like, if you're like, uh, let's say making some really cool architecture or something like that, like as a creative, like making art out of it. Cool, totally fine. But I'm like, if I see you out here and like you're playing with your audience and your audience is a bunch of 14 year olds and underage kids, I'm sorry, I'm gonna start looking at you weird. Like I just, now like it kind of like, this thing is kind of giving me confirmation bias where like now i'm gonna start like being it depends because i like pl i'm playing spongebob right now and that game is mad childish nigga i ain't no damn <laughs> no, pedo no, 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 i play because no, no, no. it's relaxing but like no, if that's no, no. all you the play then yeah that's yeah, yeah. kind of weird to me right? yeah right yeah like that is fine no i'm not gonna tell you like you're not allowed to play pokemon games anymore that's what i'm saying i'm saying but let's say you're a pokemon player right you only play pokemon you only play it online and you're playing with a bunch of underage people who are under your age and that's like yeah why are you so comfortable i'm not comfortable being around nobody else because that's is weird yes, yeah that's where yeah. i'm like i'm gonna look at you like you know something not right like something's not right i can't me in my head like i cannot in my head understand why you would even be remotely interacting with people who are like that low underneath your age like their complete like brain mindset is not even the shame on the smash community ball. by the way because if you see in that senpai footage like I, the, the thing that bothered me the most about it is how oblivious everybody was in that how room. How everyone else didn't even notice it. They right. Just acted, they, I'll like, give a like, pass to the like, dudes who were playing in the front because they were playing yeah. the game, but everybody else in the room didn't see that. Like there was a group of people around them 
while they were like well while they were like interacting with each other. Which and I'm like, says to me they're enabling that shit. Yeah, like like now I have to look at all y'all and say y'all had like you guys didn't see anything like you didn't you in some way like kind of what JG said you enabled this behavior or that or your vo your value system is fucked up if you literally saw this girl walking around playing with um play fighting with a 14 year old and and she's 24 and, and nothing triggered in your mind to say hmm they're a little too friendly right here yeah that's a little too friendly to me nothing in your head maybe something's wrong with you too like maybe you need to also like reevaluate yourself and maybe we need to push responsibility um on those people as well that they that they need to be looked at as well because they allowed this sort of nature to happen because i'm gonna tell you right now all the shit that's happening now in the fgc and the smash community and that's part of the same thing and just in the industry as well this is not isolated events this is not just random people often doing it. this is a culture that is cultivated by people who do not speak up who turn a blind eye or are cool with it and and just let them go do what they want and so in my opinion it is not just the people who are getting these um are getting added who are being accused of stuff you also need to look at the people who are in their circles who have been friends with them for a very long time and if so much of this that they're like oh yeah this was public we were you know publicly we were that but we were privately doing that and this is your best friend and you tell me you just didn't see you didn't notice any of it it's hard for me to believe that you're completely ignorant. It's, it's careful. Say, you have to be careful saying that because you have to take it by a, 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 a situation to situation because a lot of these relationships How? develop. How? They, well, they develop via Discord and like you. What me and you playing a game on Discord is exactly that. You don't know what somebody does outside of Discord. Now the people. Okay, I, hold on. No, let me finish. The now people the people who have relationships you know. in real life relationships yeah. and you hang out on the regular, then yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, like, I, I can't tell. For example, I'm not saying this is true. I'm saying like I can't tell with like. Um, I don't know. Uh, like, I can't tell with, like, Steve or Black or who they're discording, right? Like, there's no way I could tell if, like, a girl comes out and is like, oh, I'm using this as an example. I'm not saying this is true at all. I'm saying, like, if some girl came out and was like, oh, well, Black was out here some way, somehow, like, she, he was out here just texting a, a bunch of girls on Discord and stuff like that, making them feel uncomfortable. There's no way I would know about this. But, like, I'll say it here today, and I remember we, we said this shit uh, when the pedophile shit came out about that one person. I remember we publicly said this shit in our Discord, and I will repeat it every single time. Anybody, that includes anybody in GI, anybody in our Discord, anybody that has any sort of community in, in our community at all. If they are sexually harassing you, bullying you, harassing you, um, doing some evil ass shit, please let us know. Like, I have no tolerance for that shit. You can let me know. If you don't feel safe by anyone else, like, I promise you, you can let me know, bro. I have no tolerance for that shit. I know for a fact TBH doesn't have any tolerance for that shit. JG definitely doesn't have any tolerance. Everybody, yeah, we, I, I know these dudes since like, how long has it been? Like eight years? Nine it's years, almost been a decade. Yeah, it's almost, almost been a, a decade. decade. We don't tolerate none of that shit. And I swear to God, I will, I will ban, I will help uh, ban that person. Make sure they stay far away from you as as humanly possible. Um, if you need to involve the police, we will help you get that like sort of information to who you need to in order to take care of it. Any information you need in order to like take care of that thing, we will make sure we help and support you because I don't tolerate none of that shit. I agree with TBH. Like I've heard, I've heard um, stories. I've talked to women before. When, when you said that shit, that shit was powerful. Like I've talked to women before who talked about their experiences. And that shit's no fucking joke, bro. Um, it's really, it's really depressing and it's really fucking sad. It really is. I, I, I really, I really do hate that. Like whenever we have like this type of conversation, there's always those dudes. Well, some women be lying. You're right. Yeah. Some women do be lying. But I have a hard time. Like I said, I said in my video, I was like, I've had at least like ten women tell me that they've been raped. And do I believe every yeah. story? No, that's not what I'm saying. 
but I do believe some of them because like I have a hard time believing that all these women that are just bawling their eyes out crying re remembering this shit are fucking lying and like you you come across as very heartless all I'm trying to all I was trying to say in that video is like just start listening more like, yeah, like it, I, it I feel like as soon I as someone brings up sexual assault was well, well dudes get sexually assaulted like you get people get mad defensive like just all listen to people that's yeah, it, it literally is. It's all lives matter shit. Yeah. Same thing where you're trying to discount the 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 uh issues with of something spe specific because you're trying to downplay. It. And the worst part is, is like, um, it's okay. And, and I have to stress this enough. It is it is good and it is required, obviously under a system that people are initially innocent under the law until they are investigating stuff like that. And it is okay for you to ask for. Not to demand and not to like belittle their experience and say, oh, I don't believe you because you haven't shown ever. Just to ask and say, hey, uh, any sort of like evidence that you have for this just so that I can understand more of the situation so I can get a better grasp of what has happened, I would appreciate that. And then that I can help form my own opinion on what has happened here. Um, I think that's important as well. So like, I definitely believe you need to believe all women. I think it's also important that obviously like that we believe that people are innocent under the law until evidence is shown to prove that this person is wrong. But again, you got, you cannot start going in when someone makes an accusation, like especially a woman makes an accusation because this has just been years of, of women being told to shut up, uh, of a culture that's been told to like, it, it is embarrassing for them. So I can't even like fathom how that must feel because um, it's, Thank God it's never happened to me, but it has happened to people that I know. Um, and it is tough. It, it is like just seeing them, like just even just trying to like, just trying to bring it up and just how they immediately just come to tears. It is, it, it is shit that stays with you. It'll never leave you. Um, so yeah, like this shit's important, bro. And, and for all you people that are like pissed about evil being canceled, shame on y'all. Shame on fucking y'all. Y'all should be more concerned about that there is this fucking predator culture going on and that it's getting, and we should be wiping it out than, oh my God, I can't watch people play on a laggy connection. <laughs> Shame on fucking y'all. Uh, like I said, like I said, at bare minute, if you get anything out of this conversation, like I think what would change my perspective a lot is just like talking to the women you love. I think one of the problems with dudes is like you get so dismissive because the women that you see accusing somebody online is just random. some random woman to you. But like actually bring it home. Go ask your mother. Go ask your cousins, your Auntie. sisters, your nieces. Yeah. I guarantee you, you're going to find a handful of them have stories and it's going to change your perspective on things. And you're going to call your mother a liar. That's 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 what changed my perspective. Thing. I, that's why I try to be more open minded about shit. I'm not saying I believe everybody, but I'll be open minded to it. Um, but yeah, this man went on a whole tangent. It is what it yeah, is. Fellas, it. do better. Fellas, do better. Yeah. Um, that's all I got on my podcast. I think we can end it right there. Does anybody got else anything they want to add to the conversation before we wrap it up? Not really. Congrats on a hundred episodes. Hey. Uh, all right. Well, this has been Gaming Illuminati episode one hundred because you are the guest, Fernie. You got the show floor. Anything you want to say before we wrap it up? uh just grateful to be part of this episode um if y'all want to check me out my name is true fernie on all socials and uh yeah do better do better we might we might that's that's gonna be the name of the episode do better <laughs> gotta be better bro. um all right ethos you got the show floor what's your closing statement for game illuminati episode 100 go yay we made it to 100 episodes and i haven't been kicked off the gi podcast i'm very surprised uh i thought jg would have been kicked out of gi by now that was in black plan by this point but uh we've been hanging on there so uh it might take us a little bit longer but uh i'm proud of all these guys i'm proud of gi um we don't play none of that shit bruh and like again please speak up and 
you ever do have an issue with anybody that's NGI or outside of it in our communities, like please like let us know. Like we don't tolerate none of that shit. So uh, be safe, bless up, and uh, eat them glizzies. Oh my god. Yo, Glizzy Gladiator <laughs> is fucking it's trending right now. Like, <laughs> JG, what's your closest statement? Glizzy Gladiator. Yeah, bro, one. We chasing that 875 Glizzy today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we made it to episode 100. Like I said, we, we're not doing anything special. We're not popping fireworks or bottles or anything. But again, shout out to y'all for sticking through, man, because it, it is a, a great milestone to get to 100 episodes. And uh, we are going to continue to turn the production value up. Hopefully, COVID ends soon. And uh, yeah, just be expecting some uh, some bigger and better things when it comes to the podcast. There will be some changes. You know, we're waiting on some things. It just couldn't yeah. happen that one. It. Yes, sir. Uh, what's the name? Uh, my closing statement for today's episode is: I'm over here stalking a uh, Fernie. I'm on his Instagram. You, you got you. You got you a black woman. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> I see him boot up with this queen. Okay, we gotta support Fernie because he supports black women. Go check his yeah. shit out, bro. <laughs> uh, that's all I got for episode 100. I appreciate everybody listening. Make sure to download the show on Spotify or SoundCloud or Apple so you can take it on the go. We got the app, all that bullshit. If you want to be on the episode, patreon.com slash GI updates. Other than that, you can catch us on Twitch, UTXJG the Don, Game and Ethos, or the Black Okage. We'll see you guys on the next episode of the Game of Illuminati podcast. Peace.